Hello, everybody. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the Tuesday show. I am James Chen, and I am joined alongside once again, live in person, by Mr. Hey, what's up? I'm Ultra David. That's right. I'm here in person, having taken my car on the freeway, which was full of cars. Oh, the traffic to get here, James. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't believe it. I know. It's terrible how how you always have to do this every week after week after week. Driving. Every single week I make sure that I come because we have to talk about topics. Exactly. And those topics are going to start out with an interview that we're going to do with a couple of folks from the FGC, L.I. Joe and Ella Verling, Killer Guy. Uh, we are going to be talking about their experiences with COVID-19. They both have had slash currently have it. Um, and we're going to also be talking about uh, Mortal Kombat 11 uh, with new aftermath, new characters, stages, all sorts of DLC stuff to talk about. We'll talk about various uh, community <laughs> issues that happened over the last week. Sam Show, Capcom, a couple of other things. Uh, we got a nice set of topics for everybody on the 5-5 matchup discussion points as well. That's right. Uh, but, uh, you know, Mr. L.I. Joe, obviously on the East Coast... Uh, also, uh, back on his feet, back working and everything like that, and he has to get up super early uh, tomorrow morning. So, uh, as opposed to starting with the topic, as we usually do, and then jumping to the interview, we're actually going to go straight to interviewing Mr. L.I. Joe directly, and uh, we get to see a, a nice, uh, let me see if I can pull him up over here. Where is my group? There it is. And pow, there we go. Mr. L.I. Joe, is he? Hey. Is, did he freeze on me? Oh my god, my Discord just went crazy. Oh no, that's just him. <laughs> he pulled. He the did such a good job of freezing that you thought your Discord no, died. My no, my Discord actually die did die at the same time that he police squatted me there but you know <laughs> genius wait hold on can they can they see cactar though or no they, they can't no, 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 yeah. i'm just a total idiot right now it's okay. great yeah okay <laughs> you right. got it all right so j just so the stream knows i see a picture of cactar james's picture is cactar hence the yeah. oh that's yeah. why you did that gotcha yeah. gotcha now yeah. now it makes more sense i just don't look like a total idiot i, guess. <laughs> I was kind of hoping it would be an in joke between only you and me this entire time but okay fine i'm explain. <laughs> Even James didn't get it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't even think about what that was. <laughs> Ow! Well, I thanks just... a lot for coming on the show. Much obliged. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you guys very, very, very much. You know, I've always, like, uh, this is a good opportunity for me to talk about it. I didn't really talk about it much. Like, I kind of made some initial tweets to keep some people in the loop, and then I was kind of like, I don't want to do this all the time. So I think this is a good opportunity. So I appreciate it, guys. Seriously. Yeah, no I mean, it, it's just one of those things that, you know, COVID obviously has been a big deal. It's affecting all of our lives. We're all still going through it and everything like that. And, you know, I, I think I just felt like it would be a good idea to talk to people who have, you know, obviously contracted it and have uh, managed to succeed and defeat it, basically. And, you know, mm -hmm. just kind of talk about the things. Obviously, not everybody has been so fortunate. We've definitely yeah. lost some people already in the FGC you know, and many just loved ones in general uh, yeah. to the disease and stuff. But, you know, just... Yeah, we, we haven't been talking that much about it over the past couple of weeks because I know that, you know, many people watch the show to not have to deal with that. And I totally get yeah. that. And, and and for me, this is also a nice respite of, like, not having to talk about it. You know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. A little bit of said, Exactly right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that said, um, 
I do think that it's it's really worth talking about for the reasons that, that you guys already addressed. This is something that obviously we're all dealing with, and you have dealt with it much more personally than I have or than James has. So, yeah, I, I think I think we should just get to talking about it. Yeah, yeah no, cool. Let's go. And by the way, you guys can ask anything, so don't feel like should I say it? Just let it out. Okay, okay. Then my first question is. How much do you love me, Joe? I mean, seriously. Oh my God, tremendously, <laughs> David. David too. I'm a I'm a real big fan of you guys. Real, real big fan right. of David and James. I really am. <laughs> All right. I love you so much, Joe. Come on. I mean, big fan of you guys. People don't even. That's actually a bit of lore, right? People don't know you as I love you, Joe anymore. Yeah, that was uh, that was my Kylara name. That was my first like FGC name. I I had I downloaded Kylara and I was playing uh. Last Blade Two and Samurai Showdown and <laughs> SVC Chaos and KOF two thousand and three and two oh, and ninety eight two thousand three six yeah <laughs> how, how many people uh, yeah. <laughs> also also how many people know about Joey Doubles just curious about that um not, not uh the DDR days are kind of like that's <laughs> like uh. Whew. Jesus, honestly, not not a lot of people. I didn't really play much, especially when I started playing fighting games more. Like I, I didn't go to Chinatown to play DDR. Like I'd play like a song with somebody, and be like, "Oh my God, you can play!" Like, yeah, but I don't want to sweat. It's gross. I just want to play third strike. I just want to play third strike. Oh, <laughs> All right, so I guess let's start by talking about. Yeah. Uh, I'm just to say right up front, you're feeling okay now. I feel. Before we have the conversation. Completely, completely fine. Yeah, totally back to normal. Like I said, I'm back to work and everything. Okay. Totally good. Now, now okay, have you on. actually had a follow-up test that shows that you are completely, like, cleared of it now? No, okay. have not. So uh, I was, I'd have to, so I, my birthday was March 27th. So I got it before my birthday. So this was, like, I want to say like March 23rd, 22nd or something along those lines. So it was when it first started getting like, wow, this is pretty serious and there's no testing and no one can get tests. So uh, yeah. the only reason why I got the test was because my, I live, my brother owns the house. This is a basement apartment underneath my brother. My brother's girlfriend is a nurse and she works in a hospital where there are confirmed cases. She works around them all day. Okay. So um, I got sick one day and I went to the doctor and they said you know because she just went to the doctor truly hours before i went same doctor the same doctor so oh. she got tested and my brother's like he lives with us my girlfriend just came here got tested blah 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 blah. so they wound up giving me a test but the idea to get for them to not not i don't want to say waste a test but after you do the quarantine it's all over they just say no, that's it like they're not going to oh. give not again i don't want to say waste a test but since tests were so scarce back in the first week of April, you know, the end of March, mm -hmm. they weren't going to give me another test since they knew I already had it. I sure. did my quarantine, and I actually spoke to the Department of Health. I didn't even talk to a doctor. I called the Department of Health oh, just to make sure. Because, you know, my dad is 75, mm -hmm. 76 or something. So the last thing I want to do is be around my dad, right. you know. Yeah. So I, I was calling the Department of Health. Like, my dad was... I'm like, Dad, do not come here. Don't even call me on the phone. It's going to get through the wires. You're going to get sick. <laughs> I was like, don't even think about me until in until two weeks. So, again, I called the Department of Health, and they just said, you did your two weeks? I said, yes, I did. I did, like, it was more than two weeks. It was probably, like, 17 days or 18 days because you have to be symptom-free for 72 hours. You can't have a headache. You can't, like, 
sneeze, you have to be completely symptom-free. So after your 14 days, if you show symptoms on day 14, you just brought yourself another 72 hours of isolation. And so, unfortunately, I felt like shit the last day. I actually had a fever. It was a very small fever. It was like a, like a 99.9 or something. But again, like being around my dad and stuff, I was not taking any chances. Called the Department of Health. They said, nope, you got to wait three more days. Called the Department of Health again. And they said, you're good. And I was like, I don't have to get tested again. They're like, nope, you're good. They're probably not going to give you tests anyway. So mm. as long as you did what you were supposed to do and you're good to go. I was like, okay, I, I hope so. Well, that was it. Let's, let's, let's take it from the beginning of it and just sort of go through the timeline. Yeah. So how do you think that you got sick in the first place? Yeah. I have no idea. I, I really don't know. I, I work in, in a in probably the worst part of the boroughs when it was first starting. So my job is is located in deep, deep, I know if you guys don't, like, uh, it's almost near Queens on Long Island. Now, the whole spot, like Brooklyn, Queens, and some areas, were was very, 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 very bad. Manhattan, it, it was extremely bad. So I pretty much worked in the heart of it. And the thing is, I work for, like, a delivery service. So my team would go out on deliveries and be exposed to the elements everywhere where it's bad then they would come back and i would take their things and i would <laughs> shake their hand you know what i mean like it, it could have been anything but i'm going to guess i got it from someone at my job now that now when was that thereabouts say again sorry and about when was that again my birthday was march 27th it was before my birthday so it had to be like the middle of march it had to yeah. be around the middle of march second or third week of march around there yeah so, yeah. then, you know, like, even even when they test you, you don't know how long you've had. I could have had it for two weeks already, but they just happened to test me then, and I and I got it. So there's no way to know, you know, when. I guess that there might be. They just said, "Oh, you haven't." I was like, "Oh shit, great." The, the, so, so like what, what, we we like knew that there was an epidemic going on. I don't yeah. remember when it was called a pandemic, but it was around the middle of March. Yeah. Uh, and and around the middle of March is when. You know, I am living in Los Angeles. Began to hear and read stories out of New York of all the mm -hmm. cases that were beginning, like right yeah. around then. Had, had social distancing started at the time that you think that you got sick? No, not really. Yeah, yeah. not really. It, yeah, I feel um, there's no way. There's no way because it was still like my job <laughs> just closed down. Not closed down, but they actually said, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna stop all production for a while, or whatever, whatever. So yeah. my job just closed down. So it wasn't like the, uh, it wasn't during the during the whole like hard part. It was like right at the beginning. So yeah, again, it had to be like I said, the second week of March so, or third I mean, week of March or something. Uh, people in the chat are saying that pandemic was called on March thirteenth, and uh, but I remember around that time, I don't think you know we were taking it as seriously yeah, as we were absolutely. as we are yeah. right now. Now, of course, did anybody else at your job get tested positive for this, or do you was you it know I. I don't know, only because when I was fine going to work, my job said, all right, everybody go home for at least two weeks. We'll figure it out. We'll keep in touch. So I was already home, and I didn't really talk to anybody mm -hmm. when I got it. But when I did get it, the Department of Health told me to make sure that I call people that I was around. Right. So, of course, I called my direct regional uh, director manager, uh, and told them like, hey, like I was found positive. So then they started reaching out to people. So I don't know if anybody got. I, I heard like 
rumblings, and now since it's still obviously a pandemic, I'm working again, but not the whole business isn't working. So there might be people that aren't back at work that I haven't spoken to that did actually contract it. So I'm not really sure if anyone else at my job got it. So when you began feeling sick, I just take us through like the experience yeah. of of <clears throat> feeling sick. What was it like? What yeah. were the symptoms? All that. Uh, so I rem I think I want to say it was a Saturday. I'm gonna just stick with the Saturday because I won't screw it. Whatever. We're gonna say Saturday. <laughs> so yeah. these details so are important, on, Joe. They're going on court yeah, on, record here. Okay. <laughs> on on Saturday. Saturday night, I remember being like, you know, when you start to when, when you, you you're not sick, but you're like, damn, I'm gonna wake up and I'm not gonna feel great. You know, like you 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 feel generally okay, but your throat feels a little weird or like just something in your body. You're like, Shh, I'm gonna get yeah. sick. Yep. So I was sitting right in this chair and I was like, oh man, I'm gonna get sick. So <laughs> I laid down, I laid down, and I remember waking up throughout the night on Sunday, like being like, oh, I'm sick. But then I just I went back to bed. I went back to bed, so I woke up, and this is the time where my girlfriend was still here, and um, I remember telling her, like, yeah, I, like, I don't feel good. I just, my body hurt. See, I didn't have, there was no cough at the start. I wasn't coughing. My throat didn't hurt. My head was just killing me, killing me, killing me, and my body hurt. Like, from my waist down, hurt like I, like, never before. You know, sometimes you get body aches when you get the yeah. flu, whatever. But from my waist down was hurting so bad. So I remember I, I, I got up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get up. I'm going to go get us breakfast. I drove to McDonald's. I remember clear as I drove to McDonald's. And I remember being in the, in the drive-thru. And I was like, I really feel terrible. Like, it just got worse. So I got the food. And I sat on my bed. And I couldn't eat the food. I ate a little bit of it. I closed it. And that was it. Like, I laid on my bed. And I had the probably the worst headache I've ever had in my life. I just I didn't move. I laid in my bed and I just didn't move whatsoever. Um, my girlfriend went upstairs to get my brother because she was very very nervous. Like I wasn't moving. I was just staying still. Again, just crazy headache. My body was hurting. So my brother came downstairs and he said we just took he just took his girlfriend to get checked. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. So I remember getting up and being like really dizzy and stuff. Then I went to the doctor and I had my head down the entire time. Um, they test me. They put the thing in your nose. They swish it around a little bit. It wasn't didn't really hurt that bad. It just feels like a little kind of weirdly uncomfortable. Um, and then that's it. I came back home, and again, just a crazy, crazy, crazy headache. So I didn't move for the entire time. The next day, day two, I woke up, and my headache was kind of gone, but my throat hurt a little bit. And I was like, hmm, now my throat hurts a little bit. And then the next day, so the third day, the same thing. My throat hurt, and then I started coughing a little. And I'm like, oh, I'm coughing. And then they called me and said, yeah, you, you, you got it. So, um, <laughs> and that was it. And then, uh, yeah, but the thing is, like, I was, people always say, you know, what, what, what were you coughing? Could you breathe? But I was like, no, I had, like, the headache part, had the fever and the headache. Then I had the sore throat. And then I had the cough and the sore throat. And the cough lasted for, I'll say, three weeks, four weeks, like I was coughing and when I was trying to stream or make YouTube content, I was always like huffing and puffing and trying to clear my throat and just like, it was, it, it was bad, it was bad. Um, but just that, that one initial day was probably the sickest I've ever been. One of the sickest I've ever been, just for that one solid day. Huh. Now, you, you don't, you didn't have the, 
chest issues that we hear so often about, right? People saying that their chest feels like somebody's sitting on it. That wasn't no. Their experience. no, no, and I, and I have asthma too, and but I didn't, I didn't feel I. The only thing chest-wise was if I would breathe deep. You know when you're in the pool for a long time and you get like water log, I think it's called. It's like a weird feeling, like when you breathe in after being in the pool. Yeah. And like messing with your lungs a little bit. That's what I felt like. I'd breathe in, and I would have to cough. Like if I if I was like. The deeper I got, the more I'd have to cough. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then even just like staying still or talking or laughing or anything where it would like expand or contract my lungs, I felt like I would have to cough. And it wasn't really coughing like I was coughing something up. It was coughing because I couldn't breathe. You know what I mean? Oh, very, okay. very, very weird. Yeah, very, very, very weird feeling. Um, but yeah, the first day, excuse me, the the rest of the time it was just a constant like, I could breathe, but I can tell like it wasn't normal. You know, it's it was certainly not a normal taking breaths. Like I said, even when talking or whatever, laughing, very very weird, very weird. <clears throat> what was going on with lower body pain? I don't think that I had heard about that since. Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah. my my lower le my legs were like it was like the flu. You ever get the flu and like your body aches a little bit, like your back hurts and things like, it was felt just like that. But from my waist down, my legs, like my thighs, it, it just felt like everything was sore. Like I ran 13 miles and then, you know what I'm saying? Then I just stood still. Everything from my waist down was just aching and hurting. It was not great. <laughs> now, Yikes. so obviously, like one of the things that always like concerns me, so you, know, you were around your girlfriend, your brother, they're yeah. okay, right? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, like I it, like I said the she was at my house for 2 weeks before I was found positive. She was at my house like 15 or 16 days, so I had to have it around her. Mm -hmm. But when I the the day I was sick, we like kind of started like she would sleep on one side of the bed and I would sleep on the other mm -hmm. like completely apart, not next to each other. We would sleep like like that way like you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we didn't interact at all much. Well, I'm, obviously we interacted, but we we did our best to stay away and then uh when i got sick I, you know she obviously went home and she did isolate as well just in case because her you know she has parents and loved ones that are old just like my dad so we don't want to put anybody else at risk so yeah. she just she went home i'm not sure i don't think she got tested but she just you know just said you know what she made some calls and they said just act like you have it just in case is the best thing to do. And they were telling a lot of people to do that. They actually did tell somebody at my job. They said, if you were around somebody and you feel sick, act like you got it. That's it. Yeah. Just well, act like you got it so you don't spread it or anything. She says in the chat that, you know, she was in asymptomatic, but she actually lost taste and smell for a little bit. Yeah, that was the, that's like an early symptom too, I think, the yeah. taste and the mm -hmm. smell. Mm-hmm. Because that's always that's one of the terrifying <laughs> things to me, right? Because like if you're if you're um, sick like that, obviously loved ones can't really take care of you <laughs> because yeah. you know you don't want them to catch it. So I mean, it really is just you have to just be there by yourself, kind of suffering through it and trying to make sure that you can, you know, fend for yourself in those kind of situations. Yeah, yeah it, it's when. When I spoke to the Department of Health, because after I got it, they, they contacted me and they asked me about my living conditions. They said, who do you live with? Where do you live? Uh, all these other kind of crazy questions. And I told them I live with my brother and they, they asked me a thousand questions about where is he? How, what's the distance between us? Is, this, is it the same entrance? Do you guys share a bathroom? I'm like, no, it's completely 
he lives upstairs, mm -hmm. I live downstairs, and they were like, that's probably the best <laughs> condition you can have right now, because if you need something, he's upstairs. So what they would do is, when they would either, <clears throat> when they would cook dinner, they would just leave me a plate at the steps. And I would just go to the steps and take my plate, and I would eat it right here, and then I'd bring the plate back. And it was even paper plates. I'm like, don't even give me a real fork. Like, give me a paper plate, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. If there's anything you do give me, I'll put it back on the stairs. Even my dad. My dad would buy breakfast, and he'd leave it. He'd, like, scream my name. I'd open the door. I'd look up, and he would throw me, like, loaves of bread and stuff down the stairs. Um, yeah, even uh, on... On my birthday, they they had a cake because I actually had it on my birthday. So they they, right. they opened up the right. door and they were on the stairs with a cake and they were like FaceTiming my dad and I was like staying really far away from them. Like hi everybody, thanks for the cake. They <laughs> left the cake on the steps and I had brought the cake in here and I ate it. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. So they, they they were okay the whole time then. Your brother. Yeah yeah. Everybody. Cool. Nobody that I was around thankfully got it. Thank God. Yeah. I mean, we're going to yeah. talk to Elliver a little bit uh, later on, but I yeah. mean, the amount of people that we that we've heard of caught it and then just been around other people, I'm honestly feeling like there are so many more people that are asymptomatic yeah. than we know, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I just feel like, gosh, the numbers that we have, if we had the ability to test everybody, I mean, after this whole thing is done, I feel like they need to just test everybody to see if they've had it at some point in time. Cause I know there is a test that can do that. And just yeah. so we can get like accurate numbers. I mean, you know, cause mm -hmm. it's kind of scary. Yeah. That's the, that's what's happened with previous pandemics to kind of figure things out afterward. Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that'll happen in this case too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're not the only person that we know who had it in New York, mm -hmm. other FGC folks as well. Um, yeah. Did you know Blue Jay? Yes, I you, did know Blue Jay. Yes, yeah, I was, I was, didn't know. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I'd known him for a while. He was like around CF a little bit back, back, back in the day, like back yeah. in the day. Um, so we were always cool. Like I, did, he was um, just diehard Marvel too. Like it wasn't about anything else. Like he just wanted to play uh, Marvel too. So if he ever went to an event, it was he was chilling and he was just playing Marvel too. You know. Uh, all the stuff that they do for Marvel 2 is all done at his house. We were at Chris's wedding together. Uh, when Chris Chris Matrix got married, he was there. I was there with him. Uh, yeah, it was it it was weird. You know, it was um, that's when I started. I don't want to say that I got nervous, but it's like, yo, this guy that I've known for a long time, like he has it, and he's no longer here, but like I'm still here. It's a very like weird. It's it's hard to explain. It was it was it was a little uncomfortable. I even I, I was talking to uh, to um, yipes about it. It's uh, it's weird. It's very very like I don't want to say that that could have been me, but then you get those. Your mind cannot help but think that sure. way. Like you really don't have a choice. It's just the way the mind works. So I'm just like damn. Like that could have been me. Like after that happened and i started seeing the i never really considered it like uh like i was a survivor or anything like that I just because like, again i just people had it way worse than me people were in the hospital for weeks and on machines and they can't breathe i was just locked in my apartment playing video games streaming and coughing you know like i yes i got it but i just feel like there is there it's it's almost like i didn't get it even though i did have it you know i, I just didn't have that severe severe case where i was stuck in the hospital for a week so 
it just it makes me feel really really weird thinking about other people that had it and the difficulty or not even being here anymore and i'm you know like i i managed to thank god you know get over it but seeing numbers and cases and there's like holy shit one of those is me like i'm that one like I, at the end of it that's me zero one that's me it's just a very very weird freaking feeling and uh it's, I don't know, really hard to explain, especially, like, again, when you know someone who's involved in the same thing, who grew up playing the same games, who knows the same people, uh, the same community, and, like, he's he's no longer here. It's, ugh, God, it's weird. It's very weird. I mean, does it does it kind of, do you feel like you have, like, a different outlook now on life? Or do, I mean, does it feel Yeah, like I, I, I would say... I, maybe not... I've always had this outlook, honestly. That's why in my life when my mom passed at a younger age like everything in my life I don't want to say rolls off my shoulders but I know the value of being able to wake up tomorrow and you know just always have a a good outlook on things just try to be a good person and just try to do the right thing and just live your life the best you can while you can because I, I unfortunately it's not the same case for everybody you know so it was just like another another like hey man like don't forget <laughs> you know don't forget that's all yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I think it's reasonable to think of yourself as being a survivor, and it's not just yeah. about the physical aspect of it, right? That's obviously physical suffering with it, but yeah, I, I would imagine not being in that position, but I would imagine that along with that, sort of naturally comes also a sort of mental attack yeah. as well, right? I mean, you you are one of those stats, and and some one of our friends, you know, did pass away. I, I yeah, I don't know. Are are you how are you taking it? mentally emotionally is it is it tough yeah no it 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 wasn't too tough that was the hardest part me having it the hardest part was hearing about blue jay passing that was easily without a doubt that was worse than being sick or having a fever or coughing it was easily the easy because like again like you just said it like you have to mentally take that in you know what i mean like and then be like holy shit like I had that, like, that could have been me. What if it was me? What if I die? Then you start thinking about everybody else. What about my family? What about my friends? Then, holy shit, I had it. He might have had a pre-existing health issue. My dad has a heart problem. Holy shit, my dad's going to, you know, your brain just starts going completely crazy. That was, hearing about Blue Jay was, again, was the, the worst part of having it, easily. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, that was tough for everybody, you know. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have the sickness, but and I didn't know Blue Jay very well, but I still know lots of people who he knows. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, rest in peace. That's yeah. terrible. Stuff. I mean, some people in the chat were mentioning this, but I mean, obviously, it's not one of those situations where you want to be like, you guys are stupid or anything like that. But there's some people out there who really do still think that this is a hoax or that this isn't a real kind of situation. Yeah. And if you had, <laughs> if you had a message for them, you know, like what, what would you want to tell them? Whew. Damn, James, that was a good one. Because <laughs> um, look, well, you're, I mean... you're L.I. Joe. You inspire a lot of people, okay? You, you are known. You are, uh, like I said, I said this in a tweet, you know, if anyone was going to catch it and recover and make it a feel-good story, it was going to be yeah. you, right? So, because, I mean, you know, you did put out the tweets with the birthday and all this stuff like this, and yeah. you had all this emotional support and everything. But, you know, as a figure, as an inspirational 
person in the community, you know, what would you tell the FGC, the other gamers out there who may come across yeah. this interview, the, just the, the other people that may come across this? Yeah, I would just say, like, to David's thumbs down, like, this needs to be taken seriously. Like, it's there's, I understand that it sucks being locked in your home and not being able to do things and people are thinking about, oh, what's my summer going to look like? Like, screw your summer. Don't you want to live the rest of your life? Like, you know, like, who cares about a stupid summer? Who cares about going to the gym or, you know what I mean, like getting your hair cut? You know, like these are, these are like really, really trivial things as opposed to being able to live your life and see what happens in your future and see what happens to the world and see what happens to video games or fighting games or the community, like, that will disappear if we don't take this seriously, you know, like, it'll disappear for you, you know, or anybody if, if we don't really take this seriously, you know, that's why I agree with events stopping, and I agree with what's going on, you know, like, I, I really do, I have a paper, I could send you a picture that it says that I have COVID-19, I have a document, I have an email document that says this gentleman is positive you know our friend is no longer here he's 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 gone we'll never see him again you know and other people it's, it's happened to other people too you know just because it doesn't it's not in your bubble doesn't mean that it's not going on outside your bubble i just think it does just have to be taken like really 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 serious like the only way that we're going to do this and it, it's we are going to overcome is that everybody has to believe and do the same thing you know if you're out doing whatever, acting like it's not going to happen. Even though you don't have it, you could harm someone else. You know what I mean? Like Again, I always go back, and I hate saying it because God forbid, but I always use my dad as, as an example. Like, you know, like he's a healthy guy, you know, but God forbid he does get it. He's more likely to not make it out of it due to his age and any kind of pre, pre-existing health issue. You know, like it's, 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 it's scary. So even if you're not worried about you, like how could you not? worry about everybody else around you like how do you how do you not i i just i just don't get it i don't, I don't understand it but i mean literally <laughs> Who am I? literally uh i was going to see my parents like maybe uh, a month ago or something and uh you know i just i i don't know what i was thinking i was just like yeah okay i'll come home i'll see you and everything and then just that, like the day before i was like i can't do this like i i can't see them and i had to call my parents and i was like no i'm not coming home i can't do this like i i and i know my parents are suffering because they miss me and my brother and their grandkids you know so much my my nephews but yeah. like i was just like i couldn't do this I, like if i went there and i turned out to be asymptomatic and i actually have reason to kind of believe that i am a little asymptomatic yeah. but like i i <clears throat> i could never live with myself you know, in that yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I really think about. I mean, now it's I'm 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 glad that I said even back in the day, like if anyone is gonna get it, I want it to be me. Like my brother would be a wreck. My dad is 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 too old. My sister has a whole family she has to take care of. I was like, if anyone needs to get this, like it needs to be me. It needs to be because I'll be able to handle it. Oh, all right, like. I feel like I, I'm, I, again, I, I don't know, but I just would have been graciously, and I said it, like I said, before I got it, I said, if anyone gets it, please give it to me. Please give it to me. I'll be able to handle it. I'll sit down here and play games for two weeks, lock me up, throw away the key, but just, I'll take it. I will gladly take it with open arms. 
And I was like, oh, look at that. You got it, kid. <laughs> well, I wish you hadn't. But okay. yeah. <laughs> look at that. You got it. Congratulations. Uh, no, you I got did. your wish. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So you are back at work now? Yes, yes. I go to work every day. I have to wear a mask and work. We all do. Everybody wears a mask. I actually have to take everybody's temperature uh, before they come in the door and stuff. So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Dang, dude. Now, now has yeah, the Department of Health told you anything about the possibility of – because we don't know. We're not 100% sure if you've had it, if that means you're now immune, right? Yeah. So – No, they didn't say anything like that. I, I do still want to go get the antibody test, and I was even going to – try and see if I can give blood because you are able to give blood at, if, if you had it after a certain amount of time because you you build the antibodies for it and then they actually use that for testing and you know for oh. other things to help fight the virus and things so I was going to go do that but they actually ask you to wait like two weeks or so since you're clear to actually go give blood for it Okay. alright man well uh, is there anything else that you want to say that we haven't talked about? Anything else you'd like to address? Um, no, I just want to thank you guys. I will say one thing is that I do, if there was a sort of silver line, I know it's really hard to think about, especially with right. what is done to the FGC and stuff, but I really like seeing everybody playing different games. <laughs> I really like seeing everybody playing different games. Like there's been a lot of people are playing KI and other people are playing like MK. I feel like everyone is just branching out because we're all stuck at home. Like, you know what? I want to learn this game. I think it's really cool seeing everybody enjoy other games. Like I think that's really cool. That's the only thing I would actually really I love seeing it. So cool man. Alright. Awesome. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. I don't know how, how good of a story that can be to come out of this, but as yeah. far as FGC goes, it is it is cool to see people dabbling in um, you know other things like that. It's sick. I'm all for. It. I'm actually going to play in the next KI like uh, beginner tournament thing in the jig. Oh, nice. Let's, let's play yeah. KI. I've been playing KI yeah. again. I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I actually I spoke to um, uh, I spoke to Nikki. Okay. Because because <laughs> I was like, yo, like let me play. And then he was like, yo, the next one, I swear to God, it'll be in the next one. I already have, like, everyone already entered for it. I'm like, yo, next one, let me in. Let me play. I just like playing new shit. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll play. Screw it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, when the next one comes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play KI. So One more one more question for you before you go. Absolutely. No, uh, I'm go ahead, man, uh, whatever. So, obviously, ECT has been postponed. You already know yes. the next year's date. I mean, you having caught it, how much did that go into affecting your decision? You know, because you canceled even before registration started. Yeah, so, thank you. Know, yeah, we we kind of lucked out a little bit, honestly. Yeah. It was um, especially talking to like the guys at Evo and being like, yeah, you know, and just just hearing it all, just like you know what, it's let's just all take a break. You know what I mean? Let's just all take a break. Imagine imagine us being the one tournament, right? Even if it is October, imagine being the one tournament and you're like, oh, yeah, I went to ECT and I got COVID. And it's just not, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not worth it. It's really not worth it. I think it's a good idea just to chill for a year, let everybody play, everybody dabble in their different games and stuff, and then we'll reconvene in six months or whatever next year. And then it'll be, hopefully, it'll be, you know, like a bigger, better, and brighter, you know, future for FGC and people and everything else. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, again, thanks a lot for coming on. Yeah, Love of course, man. Get some sleep. Yeah, that's it. 
I'm. Oh, you see these grays? You see these grays, David? I'm going to bed. I do, dude. I, I got my own. I just happened to shave yesterday. But... You, you look. Yeah. You look beautiful. I like the beard. I like it. Yeah, you look beautiful with the beard, Joe. Oh God, I gotta shave soon. Uh, I'll shave at the next. Uh, at the first event I go to, I'll shave. Uh, wow, you're gonna be a bear by then. then. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, dude. All right, guys. All Later right. On. Thanks for coming. Thanks, on. guys. You got it, man. All right. Well, thanks again to Joe for hopping on here. Oh, boy. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, we've got the wrong view here and everything. So we'll, I'll get that straightened up in just a second. So. Um... All right. Well, while you're getting that all set up, let's welcome on our next guest. Uh... Ella Reling. Okay. My... Oh, there we go. Who is currently muted. Uh, yes. Unmute yourself, Oliver. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Hey, how you doing? And thanks a lot for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. What is happening? Totally. Uh, so, like with Joe, we wanted to chat with you because you have your own experience with COVID-19. And yeah. just like with Joe as well, we, we you know, we want to talk with you about how do you think you got it? What's your experience been like? You know, how are you feeling now? First of all, before we get through the whole story of it, are you feeling okay right now? Oh, I feel great. I basically feel 100% right now. Um, so I was ordered to be in isolation for two weeks after I the day of my test. And so today is my last day in isolation. So tomorrow I'm basically free to go in. And I don't want to say go out and do whatever I want, but yeah. Like they change their off by tomorrow. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, okay, then let's go back to the start. How do you think you got it? Any any idea? Okay, so a little bit of background about my living situation. Um, I live in a house with three other people. That includes Tasty Steve, Nerd Josh, and Kizzy K. So as um, as the numbers of COVID started to climb, I started to notice that you know there were a couple more popping up in my area. So I told um, Steve, Josh, and Kizzy that, you know, it might be best for grocery runs, our week grocery runs, well, we just leave it to me to go out and get it. So it's like we're not increasing our risk of um, hmm. infection or anything. So just write down everything you need to pick up. I'll go out. I'll, I'll grab everything we need. Then I'll come back. So I do that every Sunday or Monday. And then it was then I noticed it was on a Thursday. Um, April 23rd, to be specific, when I started getting a little bit of a cough. Now, this cough I was getting, it was no more serious than some of the colds I got. And on top of that, it was allergy season. So I really didn't think much of that time. So on the next day, on Friday, I just remember I was doing this martial arts workout with my sensei over Zoom. And at the end, I just remember laying on the floor and being like, man, you know, I feel tired. Now... Mind you, every week um, he like he pushes me to my limits. So I thought that was normal, and I thought I was just being lazy, but I saw nothing of it. And then the Monday after that, I saw my parents, and so then I just started thinking, you know, this cough feels like nothing. Maybe I should just go get tested. And I got tested on that Wednesday. A week later, I found out I was positive. So my guess is that I got it on one of my supply runs, going grocery shopping. Um, and this is when I'm already putting on a mask. I'm sanitizing my hands every time I leave my car, every time I come back. And even when I get back to the house, I wash my hands again. 
Hard to be more careful than that. Yeah. Now, so you said you saw your parents, and you obviously live in the yes. same houses. Steve, Josh, and Kizzy, uh, have yeah. they gotten tested, and how are they doing right now? So, I got a little bit of a scare, because um, the day after I tested, so that Friday, um, my mom hits me up, and then she she asked me to if I could take my dad to the um, a doctor because he was having some reading problems the night before. So, uh, in my head, I'm thinking, like, the thought of the test, at this moment, I'm still thinking, like, oh, I'm probably negative, and so this sounds a little more serious, so I'm just going to take it to the doctor, and then everything will be okay. And the doctor, like, gave us medicine, fine. And it was the following week when I found out I tested positive, and so he was the first person I called, like, well, get tested right now. And so... Luckily, um, oh yeah, and both my parents are in their 70s, you know, like Joe's dad, so um, they're high risk. And I just got word back um, a few days ago that my dad tested negative, so I got blessed with that, and he also tested negative for antibodies, so he's never had it. Okay. But it also rules out, rules out the possibility that I got this from my parents. But other than that, yeah, I mean, this was pretty much the best case scenario was for me to get it, because, you know... I could, I could handle it. I've handled about as well as it could have. And the worst symptom I've had was like really just a cough and a little bit sensitivity to um, anytime I would eat something hot, the steam would tickle my throat and I'd start coughing. Like that's huh. kind of a new feeling, but the cough still is, um, it's a lot weaker than even the weakest cold I've ever had. Okay. Really? Yeah, wow. I mean, this is this is the whole thing, right? So, so has, what about Kizzy, Josh, and Steve? Have they gotten tested at all? So, tomorrow's my last... Okay, today's my last day of isolation. Tomorrow, I've already scheduled for myself to get tested again. And um, Kizzy, Josh, and um, Steve are all coming with me. We're all okay. going to get our um, tests, like, at the drive-thru. Right. So, as a little bit of backstory, um, here in Los Angeles, uh, where they are as well, uh, the government has made it available free to test and you can schedule testing if you'd like to um, my understanding is that they're more likely to give you those tests earlier if you are experiencing symptoms but if you're not experiencing uh, symptoms they'll still give you the test you just got to make an appointment so is, right. is that what they did yeah I mean I had a cop and so that's already symptoms so technically I was yeah, for you for sure yeah and then in the house Josh had a cop around the same time I did so yeah there's a good shot. He has it. I haven't noticed anything oh. with Kizzy or Steve, but yeah, we're all going to get tested tomorrow. And so the testing process, it's a little different from the one Joe did. So we drive up to a tent, they check us in, and then we drive up to the next tent where they will give us um, these testing kits. Inside is the test tube and a cotton swab. And then um, instead of going through a nose, we swab the back of our throat after doing like three really heavy coughs. And so then we put the cotton swab into the test tube and just um, drop it off in a bin on our way out, and the whole thing takes like five minutes. Wow. Hmm. And are you and your housemates like interacting at all, or, or how are you navigating that? So the moment I found out I was positive, I, I messaged everyone right away. And so um, basically, we spend most of our time in the rooms. So anytime I go out, I put on the mask. Um, I wash my hands before I go out again. Um, I. Um, I also brought out all the disposable um, utensils and paper plates and everything because I'm not using any of the regular dishes. 
And um, yeah, we just respect the six foot rule as well, and like try not to come in any close contact with one another. Do you guys have like separate bathrooms and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I have my own bathroom. Um, Josh and Kizzy share one, and okay. Steve has his own. Okay, gotcha. Wow. Yeah, I mean, because there is probably a pretty decent chance that all four of you probably have it. You know that maybe at one point in time or another. So yeah, and, um, and which yeah, means like that we've seen over we've seen over like the past couple months that everyone's been responding to it differently, and so. Uh -huh. Yeah, some people have have been asymptomatic the whole time, and then others have unfortunately taken the worst of it. So I'm just, you know, I'm hoping for the best. And if any of us, if anyone else had it other than me, I'm just hoping that the worst is over, and you know, now they they have antibodies. And just explain to people at home, like. Uh, what you do for a living? Have you had to go back to work? You know, all that. Are you do you need to go outside soon? What's going on? Um, right now, I'm basically um, out of work because um, ever since Sandbox VR went under, and then also the entertainment industry is kind of in a weird <laughs> situation. I mean, luckily before all that, I saved up a bunch from commercial work, so okay. I'm I'm okay for the time being. And so we're still just trying to navigate. Um, what's going to happen, like, what to do once the entertainment industry opens up again, and, like, how our production's going to work. Um, we've been able to handle a lot of pre-production stuff um, through Zoom meetings, through um, emails, all that stuff. But, you know, it's going to be a different story once people get on set. Um, a question from the chat. Was your cough kind of phlegmy, or was it a dry cough? Because Joe mentioned his was dry. It was dry. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's weird living in L.A. I live in Hollywood itself, um, and it's it's definitely strange to see that there's so little activity going on. I go on walks, you know, my wife and I go on walks, uh, and sometimes we go to the grocery store, you know, once a week or whatever. And it's, it's just very strange to see how shut down everything is. Uh, the 101 has no traffic. Like, it's yeah. bizarre. It's, uh, it's um, yeah, like... If I ever had to drive down the freeway again, it would be like it would be an experience that I've never had before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, I, so just over the weekend, I went to go drop off a gift at my parents' house for Mother's Day. You know, my brothers and I got my mom something, so we went down there and gave them this gift. You know, staying quite a ways apart the whole while. But what was funky was that where they live, they live in a suburb northwest of LA. Where they live. It is completely normal looking. There's just the same number of cars driving around. There's just as many people out. That is to say, not many because it's a suburb, right? But it looks the same. And their experience, it seems so different. It was almost more jarring to me to see that it was so normal looking there. Because for me here, it's like very obviously not normal. Hollywood Highlands like a few blocks away and it's closed. Like it's, it's very obviously different pretty weird yeah i mean yeah, what... i mean i live in a pretty quiet area as well but it's just been unusually quiet because um like just down the street is um a whole bunch of restaurants which used to have a lot of foot traffic and then now all they do is just take out so that's right. that's just been a very eerie sexy yeah i mean i don't know it's like i keep thinking about the, the whole asymptomatic thing because i mean yeah. As I mentioned uh, earlier when we were talking to Joe, uh, I feel like 
There was just one night. I still remember that in the middle of the night, I woke up and I had trouble breathing. And yeah, I had the body aches, the lower body aches that like Joe was huh. talking about. And I remember in that middle of the night, I was like, well, shit, I probably caught this. And here we go. Well, what am I going to do now? And, you know, the thoughts kind of went through my mind. When I woke up in the morning, I was mostly fine. My legs were still a little sore and everything like that. But then it went away. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I guess it was nothing. Maybe it was just, you know, paranoia in the middle of the night. But, you know, hearing your situation and here, and, and like I said, the fact that four people in your house and only one, you know, has shown real signs of it. Like, I'm almost starting to feel like maybe the majority of the people out there might be asymptomatic. And so, you know, that kind of makes me feel like maybe I did have it. Maybe a whole bunch of people had it. Because if I have it, I live with Olaf. And that means I've been giving it to Olaf and he's fine right now. And he's been with his girlfriend. And, you know, it's 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 an interesting situation. And, and, and you know, here when I found out when you mentioned that you had it, and I, and I know you guys are in like this gamer house. Like, it really started kind of getting me uh, thinking about that a lot more. Well, what what I've read is that the guess is that it's somewhere around a quarter of the population maybe asymptomatic. Not that it's a majority, but still, that's a pretty substantial amount of people. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah, maybe you should get tested. Like I said, the city of LA is doing it for free. Um, so yeah, it's. Um, I was actually one of the early. I was one of the early parties to actually get tested. Like, they just opened it up when mm. um, I went and got tested. And so I figured, why the hell not? It turns out it only takes, like, five minutes. So I really encourage anyone who's in SoCal right now um, in the chat, um, James yourself, to go sign up, get tested. It takes very little out of your day. And, you know, you never know who, like, you could be saving someone else the inconvenience of right. getting infected or just having that extra knowledge alone. Well, so so let people know. I mean, I don't even know how to schedule. Like, how do you schedule a test for this? All right. Um, let me quickly double check the website. Um, it was it was lacovidprod.service. Um, if you Google that, it will um, the, the first yeah. site up top will take you to. Um, the website to sign up so you can give yourself an appointment for a free test. Got it. That's to LA for that. That's that's nice. So how are you how are you feeling about all of this mentally, separately from the physical, which sounds like it wasn't too bad in your case? What's what's the emotional mindset? Um honestly I'm I can't complain. Like I've got all the entertainment, all the um, Things to do I need to I, I can do in my room. Um, different activities, different different work I can do. I still get um, some some casting director meetings from Zoom. I still um, I got plenty of room to train. As you can see, I've got a whole bunch of uh, tools in the back of my room. A um, bunch of games. Have, have you been? Yet. Have you had COVID and still been doing workouts? Yeah, I mean, I, um, I, I'm not sure if I was supposed to or not, but then I remember seeing that you're supposed to like kind of keep your lungs working, and then I wasn't sure who to believe, so I just said, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing anyway. Like, I don't feel any more tired. <laughs> okay. Man. <laughs> Shout outs, dude. I, I don't know why not to work out. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that you feel like you're able to. Yeah, I mean, I mean 
and before this, I was already training like maybe six times a week. So, like, this is just normal for me. And my lung capacity hasn't really felt any weaker. So, like, I was going to stop the moment I would feel like I'm wheezing, but it just never happened. Hmm. Sounds good. I mean, you know, my, my fears that I had it are clearly the reason why I'm not working out right now, you know. Other, <laughs> uh-huh. Otherwise, I would totally, you know, be on my normal workout schedule. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, man. hey, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like to address? Um, at the moment, mm, I think we've covered basically everything. You know, just, yeah, if uh, for... If testing is available where you guys live, I highly encourage it. Um, and yeah, it's like we're all in this together. So do your part, um, help each other out, and you know, just be good to each other. Yeah, and I sounds mean, good, man. Thanks a lot for coming on. I mean, but I mean, one yeah, more thing. I mean, like, me. obviously, that's probably included in there. But you know, for those people who do, you know, like I asked Joe the same question. For those people who do believe it's a hoax, or you know think that they they're not going to catch it or that it's overblown or anything like what what would you say to them specifically so once you think it's a hoax yeah or just yeah that they're not taking it seriously (laughs) (laughs) to be you know i'll be nice about it it's um take this seriously you know this is we know we've lost people already. We've lost good people to this disease. Um, I don't know you, um, but I can tell you straight up that this is legit real. And, you know, you have a lot of people listening to open up California. Now, I mean, you have those who are just like complaining that, you know, oh, I got to wear a mask while going out to the store. You know, yeah, those people, you know, can fuck off for all I care. But, you know, you have people who legit, you know, they got bills to pay. They've got, um, They've got kids to feed, like that stuff. I, you know, I feel for them. Like, yeah, of uh, course we're so. all hurting. Like, they're they're hurting the most, and so. But you know, get through this. We all got to be in it together. Sounds right to me. All right, man. Again, thanks a lot for coming on. Really appreciate it. All right, thank you guys for having me. You all stay safe. En- enjoy being released from the quarantine tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you. Appreciate right. that. I'll right, take you. care. All right. Well, thanks again to both those fellows for coming on. That was really nice. Good to hear their perspectives. Um, You know, they're not the only people that we know who have had it. I'm sure you know people as well. I know people in my uh, outside of FGC life, too. Uh, I know other FGC people who have had it. Um, I'm really, you know, happy for both of them that their situations weren't so dire. Uh, You know, they both uh, have been able to weather it pretty well, it sounds like. And that's really good to hear, at least. You know, it's it's really interesting because, you know, one of the cool things about bringing them both on was that, you know, Joe and Elver's experiences were clearly like opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Like Joe had the, re- like he was bedridden and in pain, the worst headache ever. And Joe, and, and then Elver saying that the, his headache was barely worse than any headache that he's had, you know before in the past yeah. and everything so you know it's it's really interesting to see the the two different sides of it and a good cautionary tale to people that just because you're not 
like feeling like you're dying doesn't mean that you might not have the you know the the you might not have been infected with covid and you still have to be careful and you know all the stuff that we do isn't necessarily to prevent ourselves from catching it but it's to prevent right. us spreading it to other people and that's the exactly. most important things and he reiterates in the chat if you feel sick don't work out he's been lucky enough to not feel too bad but if you do feel sick that's not something to do fair enough fair enough all right all right well you want to say anything else on this subject uh no just thanks to both joe and elver and again like you said, we know a bunch of other FTC guys out there. Shout-outs to Dr. Stance, who I know is doing well right now, um, who, who caught it as well. Um, I don't know if you know of any other uh, FGC uh, guys who have caught it, but, you know, shout-outs to all of them. And, uh, I do, I do. Um, I know that Louis Mann and DR had that's it. Right, oh, there's that's a bunch right. to name. I don't know if I want to go through the whole list, but okay. there, there certainly are uh, a good... I would say dozen or so people who I know who have had it to varying degrees. Uh, and yeah, thankfully most of them have been okay. Uh, again, you know, terrible news about Blue Jay. We talked about that several weeks ago at right. this point. Um, you know, a big, big loss to the FGC as a whole, to the Marvel community, to the New York scene. Right. Um, that's, you know, yeah, and that's, shout outs, that's the worst. Shout outs to guys like uh, in the chat. Quago says this, but shout outs to Zaffarino, Tommy Two Step. Uh, obviously, there's been other people uh, tangentially in the FGC, Cats Reckless, Miss Gidget, uh, all of them nurses in yeah. the, in the world out there doing their best out there to, you know, be on the front lines and take care of this stuff. I mean, they're they yep, are Sonic Boom. Brad is another one. Yeah, there's been there's been a few for sure. They are the they are the real heroes out there right now doing this day after day. And you know, there was a video out there of a nurse who was just talking about, you know, she can barely handle this anymore. You know, it's yep. it's so devastating to her on a mental capacity to go there day after day seeing people sick calling families letting them know that their loved ones have passed away and they can't even you know have a proper funeral for them and everything like that it's yeah. it's it's tough out there it's serious business so definitely please please uh take it seriously out there sounds right okay. all right man let's uh take a break we'll come back and we'll talk about more fighting game related stuff Sounds good. And thanks for bringing Ajax here, by the way. He's so cute. Oh. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he and your cats were playing off on the side over there, yeah. as you know. Exactly. As you know. But he exactly. decided to finally come up here and hang out. All right, cool. All right, then. Uh, we'll be right back, guys. And uh, back with some game news. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Tuesday show here on twitch.tv slash TV. Let's keep going with some game news. Uh, All right, well, let's get to the next topic up here on the top. And that is going to be Mortal Kombat the 11th, which yes. has a new update coming out. It'll be Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. Mm -hmm. And uh... Now, last week on the show, we talked about the fact that the next day, there was going to be some announcement. We didn't know what it was. We speculated. And it turns out that what it's going to be is a few different things. So from a competitive standpoint, the most important thing is that they are adding three characters right off the bat. 
Shiva, Fujin, and Robocop are all coming in. That's right. Robocop. So the characters that were silhouetted, you know, it truly... Well, I mean, was that? That was Fujin and Shiva, right? In the silhouettes. No, it turns out that it was Nightwolf, so we were right about that. Okay. And it was it was actually Shang Tsung, and the other one was Fujin. Okay, okay, there you go. So one of so Fujin was in there. Okay, okay, and uh... and in oh. addition, they are putting in classic stages, stage fatalities, and friendships. Finally, <laughs> friendships are back, which is awesome. Dude, you know what? Friendships right now, I will say. Because we've obviously said this about the fatalities with the improved graphics, like it makes yeah. it harder to, you know, to, to take some of the fatalities. But the friendships with the improved graphics, because I'll tell you, man, that Kano barbecue looks pretty good, dude. <laughs> the friendships that they've shown so far are amazing. Yeah, Kano's, uh, <laughs> he put another shrimp on the Barbie. Uh, and Noob, Noob Saibot, the the nerdiest edgelord in any fighting game what a nerd he his uh, friendship is to do some jump rope with himself is, with his clothes with <laughs> which, which is, is hilarious which like, is it's so, the, i mean honestly like i would just do not i mean i hope that there's no requirement because in the old games, i hope yeah, because in the old games, you had to not use punches or not use kicks or something like that to be able to do no the friendship. or whatever, yeah. You know, because it was more of a kind of a, you know, like a, ha-ha, I didn't have to use... I really hope there's no requirements to it so that I, if, if you know, we could just do friendships online all day. And that's it. Yes. that That's it, so... Well, I mean, that's all I'll do. Right. All I'll do. What I really hope is that it gives you hearts in MK11 so that I can continue to open up chests. Because I don't want to do fatalities because I don't like them and right. also they take too long. But this is hilarious! And they're shorter, so I'm happy about that. Mm. Uh, Sub-Zero's is very funny. He's giving out uh, uh, little treats. Uh, <laughs> Kung Scorpion. Lao, they, they just released Kung Lao's where he plays with the toy train. That's pretty great. Yeah, and he goes choo-choo, which is funny. <laughs> uh, and Scorpion's he spears a big stuffed teddy bear. And I heard that there was some, like, lore about that. Like, how in some previous game he hated bears. Or there's some there's some deeper lore that they're, like, having a joke about in that, which is awesome. That is okay. I'm down with that. Look, obviously the guys who make uh, MK are very good at the lore, you know, given the, yeah. the, the results of, like, Terminator and stuff, you know, which obviously brings us to Mr. Robocop here. Uh, this one is an interesting one. <laughs> okay. So, Shiva and Fujin have both been playable before. Shiva last time in MK9. Fujin, like, 15 years ago. I don't remember which one was the last one he was in, but he's from MK4. Uh, those characters have been requested, pretty highly requested, especially Fujin. Mm-hmm. People have been asking for him to come back for a I, long, I long even, time. I remember Fujin from four barely. I don't even remember yeah. what he does. You know, so he's like Raiden, but wind instead of lightning. Like he's like okay, a god, okay. I guess. Uh, but in terms of gameplay, I don't really know too much about that, and I don't know that what he did in MK4 really is going to be like important for how he plays in MK11. Like right, <laughs> like it's going to be really different anyway. Uh, right. Shiva was a grappler in MK9. Mm-hmm. But in MK9, they didn't really have, like, true command grabs. Right. Especially after Cyrax back one got nerfed at the start. 
And so she instead had basically like an overhead low mix-up along with some plus frames. She had some good stuff, but she was nevertheless one of the worst characters in the game. Mm-hmm. But So I mean... now that MK has good grapplers, like they really have good command grabs, I'm really curious to see how Shiva comes out like that. In There's a little... Um, Little detail that was on IGN that said that she's gonna that she's gonna have the standing grab and crouching grabs again. Okay. So I don't know. I mean, maybe that's good, especially in a game where crouch blocking gets you grabbed by highs and lows. I mean, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, because I mean, one of the reasons why I played uh, Ferator, you know, Lackitor, uh in yeah. MK10 was because he was one of the first true grapplers in Mortal Kombat, you know, that he Mm -hmm. had to throw that grab standing and crouching. So I thought that was super cool. But uh, obviously... Yeah, we'll see for Shiva. Okay, so Robocop, right? This is the one that's the big wrench that I don't think anybody saw coming. I hadn't... I've been staying away from rumors, all right? I've been staying Mm -hmm. away from leaks on Mm -hmm. purpose, but I hadn't heard any rumors about that even. Uh, Look, the... That's an interesting... You see what Crownless King wrote in there? He's like, Ed Boon is Scorpion. He's from Chicago. Maybe it's a Chicago Bears thing. I don't know. Why not? That's a pretty... Why not? But uh, here's the thing. Um, RoboCop is very near and dear to my heart. I know. In a way that, you know, uh, the like Darkstalkers, right? How I say that I don't want a new Darkstalkers game. I don't want Darkstalkers to be ruined And, you know, that's kind of how I feel about RoboCop. So for those of you who don't know my history with RoboCop, I mean, I've watched this when I wasn't, I shouldn't have. I wasn't old enough to watch it, obviously. But, like, it was, it very quickly became one of mine and my older brother's favorite movies of all time. In fact, it's still one of my, it's still my brother's either number one or number two favorite movie of all time. And he's watched thousands and thousands of movies, okay? He's seen everything on the AFI Top 100. He's watched every Oscar movie. He's watched foreign films up the wazoo. He is the cinephile. He is the most cinephile kind of person that I know. And RoboCop... Wasn't he a reviewer? He used to be a reviewer, yes. He used to be a reviewer. He was on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for a while. You could see his uh, stuff over there. And so, you know, that's how much we, we respect RoboCop. In fact, while I do acknowledge that RoboCop 3 is a, worse, is a worse movie than RoboCop 2, I hate RoboCop 2 more because of how bad it was and disappointing it was after RoboCop 1. That yeah. by the time I got to 3, I was just like, you know what? It's all garbage. It doesn't matter at <laughs> okay. this point, you know? kind of yeah. thing and there's some people who still like robocop 2 because it's frank miller it's dark and whatever but it just it just shot on all the themes of the original robocop so no i i, I just don't like it it's, it's just it's just quite different yeah. yeah and um but again see i can talk about this forever i can talk about the tv show i can talk about the fan remake i can talk about i haven't seen the new reboot because i just didn't even want to bother with that you know same with me and so same with me. <laughs> there's so much about robocop that's near and dear to my heart and if you watch it and just think it's a funny action film you're missing so much there's like yeah. so much subtlety satire, satire depth like everything about that movie is great 
I love everybody, all the actors of Clarence Bodiger's gang and everything like that. Dude, mm-hmm. the original—I watched the original TV broadcast because I just how had to see how they would handle it. And I think it might be on the Criterion Collection RoboCop, which, by the way, is another indication of how you know how revered this movie is that Criterion has it. But the original, like broadcast like you know the guy robbing the the convenience store was like f me f me you know the whole time all the time and in the tv broadcast they audio dubbed him that when he sees robocop he's like why me why me you know oh, no like there was a uh one scene where robocop says like don't move or there will be trouble and the asian gangster says yeah fuck you, basically, and cocks mm-hmm. the gun and shoots him. And in the TV sh- edit, they were like, there will be trouble. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, no. That's actually pretty genius, though. Yeah. There was a, you know, when uh, 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 Dick Jones is yelling at Bob Morton in the bathroom, and he's like, and once they even called me. And, like, he says, like, some terrible slur and in the TV show. He's like, once they even called me a lot worse. <laughs> that's great dude and the best one was the very end where robocop or clarence bodiker is being chased by officer lewis and he runs into the toxic waste monster and splats Mm -hmm. him all over the window right and uh the best one is like this is how it goes he's sitting there driving they show a scene of Clarence Boddicker look back at Lewis chasing him. He turns around and goes, ah, like this. And then he slams into the toxic waste guy who splatters all over his window. And then he drives into a crevice and crashes there. On yeah. the TV edit, I have no idea how they did this. But they show him driving the car. And then they see the toxic waste guy. Instead of him splatting into him, he swerves out of the way. So there was like an alternate take or something that they used he swerves out of the way then they cut the scene of him looking back at officer lewis like he's looking back at the toxic waste monster and then he looks for and goes ah and then drives into the crevice like i was like what the heck like it was crazy but i mean again that was like 15 20 years ago i still remember all of that because of how much you know, RoboCop means to me and my brother. And um, so seeing that he's going to be in this game, like you joked with Joe, the stiff animations will work at least. But I just don't know if I can picture him doing jump combos or seeing him get fatalityed and stuff. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird to me, you know. Look, I agree. I agree, to be honest. I think that they'll probably make him a fun character because they i think that they do a good job of that and i think that his animations will probably be good because they <laughs> although they have gotten better at animations they're clearly great at stiff ones and that's going to be what the character's like I, i'm sure mm-hmm. i mean yeah like so I'm, I'm a little bit worried because yeah the the original movie is such a good satire and like an important movie and i just watched it again after they announced this i, I rewatched it mm-hmm. online and it was just as good as I remember it. I mean, it's it's really a really good movie. There's a lot of depth in it. And so when it comes to his... How they how they portray him in Mortal Kombat, I think it, it can be done well, I think. I think that there's a way that you could handle him where the satire survives. I, I think you could do that. And maybe they will. 
But I also think there's a way that you can handle it where he's just there to, like, maul and be violent. And right. That would be a little bit of a bummer, I think. You know, it, I mean, there's there's certainly ways to do fatalities for him where that are, like, in tune with the fact that the movies are very violent. Like, that, that doesn't... That doesn't not make sense, right? But the way that you do them could be like, violence is great. Or it could be like, well, <laughs> you know, we live in a violent world and that's not so great, but here's like a satire about it. Right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. like even just sitting here thinking about it, like you could obviously do a lot of really funny fatalities, but you know, that reference the movie, obviously he can shoot someone in the balls, you know, like, like right. he does in the movie or like Robocop walks up to him or like you'll see Bob Morton walk up, hand the other guy a gun and then run away and then ED-209 comes out and shoots him up or something like that. But like. That would be more like a haha reference kind of thing and not with yeah. the spirit of, of Robocop. And I don't know, like me just picturing Robocop jumping around and doing Mortal Kombat y combos. And, <laughs> right, yeah. And, and a, running. A jump three for Robocop? What yeah, does that and, look and like? And running? Like, is he gonna run? <laughs> no, he won't run. No, he'll he'll have a he'll have a weird slow dash for sure. Uh, yeah, I hope so. You know, that's kind of the thing. Like would they even dare reference the flying RoboCop from three? You know, like, <laughs> like, would they even dare do stuff? The gear move. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, it, it's gonna be a tough one for me. It's either gonna have to be that once he comes out, and that's the thing is, I, I respect what NRS has done because they respect the source material very well. So yeah. I hope they do him well. And so I'm hoping he comes out in such a way that I just have to play the character, you know, because it's just like, here comes RoboCop and everything. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, hope his so, friend, I hope his friendship is that he gives you a, a 2000 SUX, you know, or something like that. That, so. that would be so sick. <laughs> so he's going to be his owner. That's what the same description that had Shiva still having the... Oh, they did say he's going to be a zoner then. Said that he's going to be a oh, zoner. Oh, sick. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, good. and I think that makes a lot of sense, right? He's That he's primarily going to be shooting his guns rather than combos up close. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Oh. I guess we'll see how it turns out, but uh, that was definitely a surprise. Oh, and I should say as well that there's going to be tomorrow... Uh, a a gameplay trailer. Yes. And that trailer has um, there's currently a thing up on YouTube where it's like you can you can put a video uh, live ish yeah, in the sense yeah, that yeah. you can click on the link for it and they'll say like this is starting at six a.m. in the morning. And that picture that's the thumbnail essentially has all three Shiva, Fujin, and Robocop. Oh, so I assume okay, that that will okay. have gameplay for each one of them. But you know we'll see what turns out with that. And then in addition. There's a story expansion. Yeah. That's the first time that they have done a story expansion in one of their games. And it seems it seems pretty big. Uh, I mean, there's it seems like it uh, is pretty, you know, as much in depth as the story mode that the game launched with is, is how it seems. Right. And, and there's a little preview clip that's floating around there on the Internet that they put out that was yeah. kind of cool. Oh, and it has Fujin and 
you know, there's a whole new storyline. And Shang Tsung yeah. almost like trying to come out and save the universe now from Liu Kang and Raiden or something. If Liu uh, Kang messes with time too much or something, you know. I who think knows? that might that might be the start of it, but yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> Seems actually pretty cool. Uh, I mean, some people yeah. ask in the chat if I would if if this would get me to pick up the game again. You know, the worst part about it is like in my mind, I've never actually dropped the game. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the problem. Tekken, this game, Soul Calibur, every one of those games. In my mind, I haven't actually dropped the games. I've just been playing other stuff, and it's oof, it's just rough. Now, oh, I, man, I know the feeling. I haven't played the game in a few weeks. I've been playing KI and SF5. Yeah, and I have so heard, I hear I heard some people saying that they don't like the, the cost of it. That there's some... Okay, right. So let's talk about the cost. Sure. So if you are somebody who doesn't already own MK11, then buying this complete thing is fifty nine ninety nine. Right. It's like it's just you're buying the game, right? Mm-hmm. Same cost. If you're somebody who has MK11 and wants to upgrade to Aftermath, and you just want Aftermath itself, so Shiva, Fujin, Robocop, story expansion, then that is thirty nine ninety nine. And if you want MK11 Aftermath plus the Combat Pack bundle, forty nine ninety nine. Is what Ooh. you'll, is what that will be. Ooh, okay. Let me just double check that I have that correct. I believe so. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yes, the combat pack bundle for forty nine ninety nine. Um, and if you, by the way, if you don't want to spend any money and you already have MK eleven, then you're gonna get the classic stages, stage fatalities, and friendships all free. Um, just not the characters, yeah. basically. Just, no, yeah, not the characters, not the story. I mean. Does the does the fifty nine ninety nine one like come with a, a whole bunch of stuff automatically unlocked like costumes and all that stuff kind of like CE for for Let's Street see. Fighter? So this compilation includes Mortal Kombat eleven along with all content from Mortal Kombat eleven. Hold on a second. Yes, along with all content from Mortal Kombat eleven aftermath and the previously released MK eleven combat pack containing six playable characters now that, plus twenty five additional character skins. So yeah, you basically get. All the characters that are in MK11 so far and a bunch of skins, 25 additional skins. Right, but but it doesn't say like all the stuff is unlocked, like like CE gives you all the costumes or anything like that, right? I mean, it says 25 additional character skins. Oh, okay, 25 skins. Okay, okay, so it might be an alternate skin for a lot. I mean, it almost... A lot of characters have alternate skins, yeah. I mean, it, it feels like maybe then... Just buying the fifty nine ninety nine one might might be the way to go, you know, because are you really saving that much over the forty nine ninety nine one? Because oh, so the combat pack that comes with that is combat pack two or or one with On the, the fifty nine ninety nine the forty nine ninety nine one the forty nine ninety nine. It says MK eleven aftermath plus combat pack bundle, and there's not a good explanation for what combat pack bundle means. Okay, that probably but you means- are. That probably means the first combat pack bundle. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds. I. That sounds kind of pricey. Let's just put it that way. So, but again, the the the. It's, it's it's a lot of work, <laughs> and the story mode is probably one of the big selling points. Basically, I'm just. I'm trying to look up what you mentioned. Oh, because the thing is. So I think I think it I think this means that there's a new combat pack and that you're gonna get this, the characters so involved. So if you buy the forty dollar expansion, 
Doesn't that come with the characters or no? Yes. So then you said there's the $50 one that is the expansion plus the combat pack. Oh, 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 right. So combat pack bundle, which I assume means that there's new stuff. Right. Right. So the new, is that a new combat pack or is that the old combat pack? I'm, I'm doing my best here, James. I believe it means that there's okay. new stuff. Okay. Basically, we don't know. We'll find out more probably tomorrow. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got a, I got a whole like fact sheet. That right. they sent around. I think I think I think uh, Mr. Ocean Style is probably right. If you own MK11 and you don't have Combat Pack One or Two, you can get both for fifty dollars. You can just get the Combat Pack Two stuff for forty dollars, or if you don't own the game, you can spend sixty dollars and get everything. Basically, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I think that's probably makes sense. Right, so. Aftermath is what I'm calling Combat Pack 2, basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Right. So so in that case, the $40 one, the $39.99 one yeah. is MK11 Aftermath, which includes Shiva, Fujin, and Robocop. Right. And then the $50 one, the $49.99, is Shiva, Fujin, Robocop, and also the... Combat Pack 1. Combat Pack Season 1. Yes. Okay. That's my best understanding of this. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean what, do you, what do you think of those prices? Oh, um, I mean, honestly, for me, I think they're okay. Uh, I'm, I'm happy that there's a new story thing. It might have been nice if they had separated it a little bit more, because there are people <clears throat> who really care about the story, and there are people who don't really care about the story, and... I know that there's a lot of competitive players who would just get the characters, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that you can buy the characters separately now that I think about it, but I think it's not part of the pack. Right. Uh, so, anyway, for me, the amount is fine. I know that there's a lot of work that goes into the story. The story is something I'm really looking forward to. The characters are things I'm really looking forward to. I also am cool with making sure that the people who work at NRS are being taken care of well. Um, the story last year when MK11 came out, uh, or maybe it was before that, there were stories about the contractors not being treated well, for example, mm-hmm. and there being crunch, and that it, the crunch was pretty gnarly. And if we could pay a little bit more so that people like don't have to work in poor conditions, or if they can spend a little bit more time, that is to say, like drag it out a little bit longer, uh, it, to avoid crunch, I'm totally cool with that. Right, right. Totally cool with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough, obviously, for people who've supported the game since the beginning because now they've they ha- they bought season one pass already. Yeah. And they bought the game already, and now the season pass one was like what, like twenty bucks or something? I think it was. I actually don't remember. I'm gonna defer to people in the chat <laughs> if they know. Right, uh, but obviously. Like, for the people who don't care about the story, can they buy the three characters without it, you know? Cause... Yeah, I think I think there are a la carte options. Okay. Combat Pack 1 was $40 as well? Is that right, Koga Jangles? Because I swear I would remember spending that much for it. Um, yeah, but it had six characters for sure. You know, it's just a it's a it's a tough situation. But again, you know, uh, we all know how much more 
video games cost to make these days. And like you said, if that does go into helping the, the studio itself make sure that the players, that the, the devs and the QA and everybody there are treated a little bit better. But again, we have no idea, right? It could be a situation where Warner Brothers just pockets most of that and, and we don't know. I guess so, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I had heard that there were a la carte options, but maybe I'm wrong about that. <clears throat> Man, I totally thought I had prepared well enough for today, but I guess I hadn't. My bad. <laughs> hey, look, I was napping. I like had the half whole an fact sheet out here, and I was like, I'm ready. <laughs> Bring me the questions. Dude, I was napping half an hour before the show started, so you can't. I, you don't have to worry about slacking at all, so I was the one slacking. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, pretty expensive, but... Again, it almost feels like if you got it early and you haven't been keeping up. Like, let's say you bought the game originally and haven't bought Combat Pack 1. At this point, it almost feels like you'd better, you're almost better off just buying the whole $60 game for $10 more. You get a lot more skins and stuff like that. I mean, if that yeah, gave skins me... Matter. If that gave me non-zombie katana and Liu Kang and Kong Lao and stuff like that right from the get-go, I would definitely... Because I played so much of the crypt and everything just to get non-zombie versions of those characters. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Uh, I mean, that's the thing. is like, if you already have it, I feel like they, they could make the upgrade a little cheaper, maybe? Then, I don't know. I but... mean, I, honestly, for me, it's fine. Um, I don't... I'll have a different perspective, I'm sure, than than other people, but it seems pretty reasonable to me. I mean, I know that I'm like an early adopter, right? And I know that companies make their money largely on people who do that. And uh, you know, there's not many things that I'm an early adopter for. I don't do that right. with technology in general. I have a mid-range phone that I bought two years ago, and it was already mid-range at that time. I, but there are some things that I do that with. And games, basically, that's it. Fighting games, basically, that's it. <laughs> uh, so you know, I think it. I think it's fine. I would rather support them. We also have a slight benefit that we can write off our games. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, like I said, I mean, the, the, it's tough. It's tough because yes, it's conflicting, right? Because I don't want. I don't think that. I think that it's a little overpriced. That's kind of my okay. standpoint. But at the same time, we know all these people out there who are part of the studio and we know we about the stories of the work conditions. If this money means that they, the, the, the people who made the game get to see a lot more of it and you know it costs that much more because they didn't crunch and they took their time to make it as opposed to having this come out in like eight months after the game, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. If, if that, the reason why it's coming out now instead of six months earlier is because they just took the time to stretch out the schedule to not crunch people, but that means they had to pay people a lot more money, then I'm okay with it, right? So it, it's, it's that Speculation on our part, we don't, we don't know that. But right. I, I hope that's true. Again, it's, it's kind of that conflicting situation. And, you know, if anybody, can confirm, you know, at NRS, it's probably, or it's probably NDA and nobody can really say anything, but. Yeah, they probably can't know. say anything about yeah, that stuff. exactly, so. So, the, the other cool thing about this story expansion, like I said, it's the first time that they've done that. This implies to me that they are going to indeed continue to support the game for longer than the previous games that have come out. Mm -hmm. 
And there have been rumors about that even before the game came out. There were rumors that it would be a four-year lifespan. Recently, Ed Boon said something about how he'd like to... It would be something that they're supporting longer and that he can't say that it will be in Season 4 when Injustice 3 comes out or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that they'd like to support it more. So this this is a sign that they're actually going to do that, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and not only that, but, you know, um, oh, there was something in the chat that I saw. Uh, oh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of of the um, the uh, uh, frame data stuff in Tekken. Remember mm-hmm. how a lot of people were very mad about that, about having to pay for that, something that should have been there. And, you know, it was part of the season pass. So if you had the season pass, but then... So I think it's probably going to come down to something very similar, right? It's just, it's the empathy of supporting the, the, the people making the game versus the, are you serious? You're charging me this much for this thing that I don't think is worth that much. And uh, there's really no correct answer on it, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, so. it's subjective, of course. Yeah. But I'm just happy that it means that they're going to support the game longer. Or that's what I assume that it means. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to be able to play a Mortal Kombat game for like three or four years. You know? Yeah, I was thinking about the other day. Like, imagine the difference between SF5 at launch and now, or the difference between <laughs> Blaze Blue at launch and the final one that they put out, right. or SF4 at launch and Ultra. Like, whenever a game lasts for multiple iterations of itself, it ends up being quite a different game. And in general, maybe not categorically, but in general, I feel like it ends up as a better product at the end. Yeah, and who knows? E- even if. Even if they didn't make any change systems, system changes, because like we're suspecting there's going to be more moves like uh, Spawn has, where he can just break, kill breakaways and stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. even if they don't change it, we're only a year into MK11. We could actually still be playing the game completely wrong. <laughs> it is very, very possible because that's what happens a lot of times. First year of Street Fighter Four. If we had kept playing vanilla all the way up until now, it would be a completely different game. Same thing yeah. with Street Fighter V. The reason, you know, people ask, like, you know, I said by the end of Season 1, Nash probably wouldn't even be Top 7 anymore. And everyone's like, what changed? You know, like, like what happened? And I was just like, we just got better at the game and we started figuring out what the game was more, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the workers getting paid more seems like wishful thinking. For sure, for sure. We just don't know. We don't yeah. know. But, I mean, look... If people who watch the stream enough, they know I'm always wishful thinking optimism man. So <laughs> I'm always yeah. hoping for the better. <laughs> of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. MK11 Aftermath comes out on May 26th. Now, the thing about the date May 26th mm-hmm. is that it is a Tuesday and that previous weekend was combo breaker oh right so it was probably supposed to be announced at combo breaker huh it was probably supposed to be announced like sunday may 24th at (laughs) combo breaker and that it will be playable on tuesday don't you think (laughs) like yeah like guess what everybody new story and fujin and shiva and robocop and we would all just be losing our minds in the crowd oh that would have been hype then none of that could happen. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I trust me, I would... I, I mean, like, alternatively, maybe they would have announced it at uh, uh, Final Combat if they had had a crowd there. Right. 
I mean, knows? I honestly, like if I was in the combo breaker crowd and they showed RoboCop, I'm not even sure how I'd react. I'd probably been like, what? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's that one, you know, famous meme gif of that little girl just going, <laughs> like that would have been me, dude. <laughs> I hear that. Oh, man. Uh, Heads up, there's a gameplay trailer tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. So keep your eye on that if you are interested. Anything else to say about this? Uh, no. Okay. Then let's move on to the next one. 5-5 five, five matchup. Yep. And right. We've got some uh, pre-vote stuff to talk about this time, right? We do. Oh, yeah, I left the pizza one up there. Uh, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Hey, everybody! The Chicago-area pizzeria sells what it calls a double-decker pizza in the sense that they have a pizza on the bottom, and it's got all the normal stuff. It's got cheese and sauce and toppings. And then on top of that, they place a secondary smaller pizza, and then they kind of wrap the sides together so that it forms one super pizza. They call it a double-decker pizza. Is that, in your opinion, one pizza, or is that two pizzas? <laughs> it's This is not deep dish. This is like a regular kind of thickness of pizza. That's two pizzas. That's two pizzas. That's two pizzas? Yeah. Do you don't think that's just like one very thick pizza? No, I think it's two pizzas, because the thing about it is, like, if you eat a sandwich, are you eating one piece of bread or two pieces of bread? Well, you're eating one sandwich. It's the combination. Right, but you're still eating two. You would say you're eating two pieces of bread, right? So if you put a pizza... Yeah, I would, but I'm not... And, and I would say I'm eating two pieces of bread if I eat this pizza, because there's two layers of bread. But I'm eating one pizza. Yeah, I don't know. It's a double-decker pizza. Because there's a lot of things that are, you know, like this inside of this, and you consider it two, right? So... Do you? Like, isn't a turducken just one turducken? Well, that's only because they gave it... I was actually going to bring up the turducken, which is really funny. <laughs> but, I mean, see, if you ate a turducken, would you say you only ate one bird? Or would you say that you ate three birds? Yeah, you have multiple birds, but you have one of the of the meal. Like, it's a, com it's a combined meal. Right, so... In this situation, you're eating one double-decker pizza. Correct. But that's two pizzas. Just like you're eating one sandwich, but you have two bread. <laughs> two bread. Okay. <laughs> is a is a double-double two burgers? A double-double is one burger with two patties. Why is it different? Cause that that's the way it works, right? Cause the, the I know how I know that's how it works. I think it's I think it's one burger to be clear, but I also think that this is one pizza. <laughs> uh, I, look, you're putting a pizza. How many on, bread in this pizza are there? You're just putting a pizza on top of a pizza. It's a double decker pizza. That's what I'm gonna say. And that there's a video of that double decker pizza. The person whose shop it is. And the quote is, we're really proud of my grandfather's invention. Two layers of pizza. Unbelievable. That's, that's a quote. All right, enough about that. 
let's talk about this uh, Sam Show Twitter stuff. Okay, sure, sure. So, can you explain what happened there? Uh, let's do this. Hang on a second. Uh, Iroha. So, uh, Iroha is the newest character uh, in Samurai Showdown. Okay. Uh, Iroha is a character designed to be fan service. That's what, what she was literally designed to be. What do you mean by fan service? Uh, she's just supposed to appeal to uh, all the horny males out there, basically. So oh, she, those are fans, right? Yeah, right. so she just is, you know, she's got huge tracts of land. She's got, you know, skimpy outfit, thick thighs, her super, she gets naked behind, you know, curtains and all these things like that. So she's basically uh, designed to be that way. So much to the point that the producer of the current Sam show refused to put Iroha in the game. He actually really? said, I do not want Iroha in this game because she is against what I want and blah, 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 blah. And uh, every fan poll out there for who do you want to see put in the game, Aroha won every single one of them. And so the producer was like, fine. And now Aroha's in the game. <laughs> okay. And uh, so obviously she's designed to appeal to, you know, her sexuality is, you know, the large part of her appeal as a character design. Uh, okay. And so the Sam Show Twitter just decided to, the official Sam Show Twitter decided to tweet out some, you know, memes about it, saying, you know, for example, that they're horny on Maine. They said, we're horny on Maine now. I actually did not know where that came from. I actually had to look it up, like, on a meme site or urban, legend, or urban dictionary or whatever like that. But it basically means that you usually have your sub account to do all your horny stuff. And your main account is where you don't do it. And so when you say you're horny on main, it's like, that's what it means. I was like, oh, okay. I, I had no idea. Okay. <laughs> but, um, and then uh, after a while, I think it was like Reddit Street Fighter tweeted something or something. And then they responded with, you know, catch these cheeks, you know, instead of catch these hands or something like that. Um, so... Uh, some people took offense to that, you know, uh, especially, you know, in the gaming culture of just depiction of women and, you know, a lot of times women not being taken as seriously in the fighting game community. And so, you know, we had uh, a, a few uh, people in particular take offense to it. And uh, apparently the person who's responsible for their Twitter uh, got warned you know, uh, they deleted all the tweets and they issued an apology. Now, you know what that usually means is that that now attracts the attention of everybody who didn't give a crap about Samurai Showdown at all. And uh, they're all super mad about it because it's censorship and it's just fun. It's memes. You know, it's appealing to their audience. The game is rated M anyway you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there's just a lot of, you know, people out there who are mad that 
now the Samurai Showdown SNK is catering to the SJWs, as you know, as they say on the webs, on on the in, on the web, on the internet, and uh, and so there's a little bit of drama going around about that. So, uh, what do you think about the whole situation? Well, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think what I think is probably secondary to what the women who felt. Uh, that it was disrespecting them feel and they expressed that it was something that they didn't like i i'll take them at their word i think that's the most important thing to do mm-hmm. to believe people when they say that they feel like they have been you know disrespected or 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 that there's been uh, uh negative feelings created by somebody else i mean sure so i when I read that there are people who felt that way, especially women who felt that way, I, that's that makes sense to me, and I will support them in that. Mm-hmm. There you go. But do, I mean, do you feel like the 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 suspension shouldn't ha- shouldn't have happened? Do you think that the tweets were fine, or you know? No, again, I think that it's. Yeah, I, I'm with the women who said that they were offended by it. Okay. And so I do think that there should have been... Uh, I'm happy that the tweets were deleted as a result. I think that makes sense. I don't really know what happened internally there, but uh, you know, whoever did make those tweets was getting ahead of themselves. Right. Uh, I mean, I think it's important that members of the FGC feel like they are not being attacked i mean especially when it comes to like the developers of the games that we play like that's i gotta imagine extra crappy that's um, right uh, and, and then one of the uh, just to add to the story here cone reminded me about this that one of the main devs for samurai showdown you know uh replied to one of the women who was upset by the the situation and apologize and everything and so a lot of the people who are angry about the apology got mad at him for siding with the women and they basically chased him off of Twitter. So basically he, that sucks. Yeah. Somebody who's not even related to the Twitter account, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't have any control over that stuff. That's a big bummer. And like I said, I don't, I don't know terribly much about SNK internally, but the people who I do know, know more about that have been tweeting about how they think that's, you know, really, wrong for that guy to have been attacked and that that is not only bad in that sense that you just shouldn't have done it because he's unrelated but Mm -hmm. also that he is somebody who has fought for the fgc in the past and has been has had an important role um in making games that lots of players have ended up liking right well i think that sucks uh it's it seems i mean from what other people who i've read have been saying it seems like there's lots of people who have sort of supported the tweets out of just this there's just this weird you know very funky victim mentality among people who are absolutely not being marginalized at all and that (laughs) that's sort of there's a movement behind that and that that's it's not just fighting game players it's people who don't play fighting games would might not even play sam show who have gotten on board on that right and that sucks but additionally there certainly are some people in the fgc who feel that same way that is we are not isolated from that. That's for sure. Um, and so, you know, to those people, I wish that they would 
pay more attention to what the people who are who feel like they're being attacked, women involved. I wish they'd pay more attention to what the women say. Uh, yeah. I really don't want to have a community that prioritizes memes over like having women involved in the scene. I think that really really sucks. Yeah, I mean, what a lot of people are saying is that you know they didn't really have any problems with the tweet. It was just that it was on the official Samurai Showdown account. You know that it was on the official yeah. account. I think this is kind of just a. Uh, uh, pointing to an overall larger problem right now that brands are trying so hard to be clever and 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 be like people, you know. I hate that phenomenon it, so much. Jay. It kind of started. <laughs> it started with Sonic the Hedgehog, right? And then Wendy's, Wendy's okay. really kind of pushed it over the edge. And then now every brand is trying to do all the, like every time there's a meme, you'll see every brand try to do their own version of the meme. You know, and, you know, they're always trying to, you know, be hip and with it and kind of thing. Arby's kind of did it when it was started to, you know, make the Mortal Kombat logo with their fries and things like that. You know, um, it's it's it that, you know, is kind of all part and parcel of it, because now, you know, you feel like where are you supposed to draw the line between being, you know, hey, look, I'm a brand, but I'm your friend. I'm your buddy. You know, and, 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 hey, I'm a brand, I represent a lot of things and there are consequences, you know, to what I'm, what, what we're doing. Now, obviously this is coming also from a brand that made Embrace Death go so viral that people got paranoid about it, right? So... Is Embrace Death, you know, as acceptable as as Horny on Main, for example? Uh, Embrace Death obviously is more violent, is more macabre, you know, like, and uh, I know a lot of us praise them for the Embrace Death hashtag. I thought it was a really smart hashtag at the time, you know, but... I, 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 didn't, I didn't like it the whole time. Okay, okay. So I, I think mean, I think I like I personally like that less. I think that's worse. Right. Mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I I, def I, I definitely never use the hashtag. Yeah. No. Nobody. Not a lot of people really argued the embrace death uh, uh, hashtag. I didn't hear any stink about it. To be honest, with you. outside of the when it started trending. Uh, I think because of Justin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was, there were funny misunderstandings, but I, I don't know. It's not something I would have done, that's for sure. Right. Uh, anyway, look, I, I just, I really don't like that phenomenon of people feeling as if they're under attack because women, like, have been attacked. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Earlier you called it fan service, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's the character. Okay. The but what you mean by that is appealing to sex, uh, sort of sexual urges of straight men. That's what that means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there are some there are some instances where you clarify where it's like fan service for women, and there are some sort of smaller realms where fan service might mean that it's for a gay audience too. But in general, when you use that term, it means the thing where it's about you. You conflate a fan with a sex-obsessed straight guy, right? That's what a fan is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In, in that phrase's conception of things. Um, 
that's how much power there is among straight guys, right? That rather than saying that this is something that appeals to a straight guy, it's just the neutral term for it because you assume that those people are the ones who have control. And so when women express themselves that they're upset with how something is going, to feel as if that's an attack, as if there's a marginalizing of straight guys is just so absurd. So absurd. It doesn't need to mean sexuality, of course, but that's how we use it in mm -hmm, mm -hmm. common parlance. Yeah. That's that's how we use it. So, so yeah, anyway, chill out everybody. <laughs> Let women hang out in the scene, please. Yeah, so I mean obviously it's it's just brought up this whole argument debate again, you know, of of you know when MK eleven decided to, you know, cover up their women a little bit more when DOA six came out and looked like they were trying to be less swimsuity you know and more realistically proportioned and stuff and you know it just feels like that this is a, a cycle that keeps happening at this point in time so that's definitely not on me guys <laughs> that's how the words used come on <laughs> of course and it's not it's not like it's exclusively for guys although again that is how we use the term but some of the women who i saw talking about the tweet said that they themselves like like the character iroha right that's not exactly uh... what they're upset about I'm just using that example as an indication of how right. common it's, it is to just appeal to straight guys. Yeah, that's true. They, yeah, of course. they said they didn't mind that. the character existing. They just didn't like the official account yeah. tweeting something that kind of is, you know, demeaning, could be considered demeaning, for example. For sure. Right? Yeah. Okay. Man, imagine believing that, like, MK9 Scarlet is sexier than mk11 scarlet i <laughs> i don't understand at all but okay <laughs> she's so cool at MK11. yeah anyway all right anything else to say about this uh probably i have a lot more to say about it, but i just don't want these <laughs> you got it man all right well in that case let's move on to the weekly five five viewer questions poll all right. Sound good? Yep. What are our uh, options here? Okay, let's bring up the results. Question number one. Is there a difference between a character having legitimate gameplay options Whoops. and having flashy or cool stuff to do? If so, which one is better for a newcomer? Two. What fighting games are good for kids to learn? Should developers make a game geared towards kids? Three. Who are the best players, commentators, etc. when it comes to predicting character tiers? Whose opinions are the most trustworthy or accurate in terms of early evaluation of character strengths and weaknesses? Oh, boy. <laughs> Four. Everybody's going to say themselves. Four. Oh, yeah. What are the nuances between the different fighting game subgenres? Five. Can fighting game rosters be too big? If so, how many is too many? Six. How easy should fighting games be for beginners? Thinking of games like Dive Kick and Rising Thunder. Seven, if you had a genie that could only turn bad games fun, which three bad fighting games would you <laughs> wish to be good? <laughs> oh, man. So, 
from the seven. Okay. And the winner is number five. Can fighting game rosters be too big? And if so, how many is Ooh. too many? What do you think? Uh, can this fit on here? Can this question be too big? Yeah, it is a little too big, but whatever. Three lines is three lines, okay. All right, can fighting game rosters be too big? Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, they can. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Sure. Uh, especially depending on the game's depth. Uh, where you, whereas a game, again, people can correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know the game very well. Uh, most characters in Brawlhalla are like the same character, so you can just add as many characters as you want, and it's really? basically you just pick up different weapons. But when they add like Adventure Time characters, I think that they're all like basically the same character, and so, uh, so in that case, then you know uh, that's fine. Uh, but uh, you know, I really do feel like Street Fight Ultra Street Fighter Four, maybe even Street Fighter Five. Uh, the rosters are actually getting kind of large. It's, it's to the point where if you are new and trying to get into the game, it's very, very hard. Very, very hard. Uh, oh, minor differences in attacks. Okay, minor okay. differences in attacks. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Smash Ultimate, gigantic roster. That's really hard to handle. Now, you know, uh, for Smash Ultimate, the majority of the scene, the majority of the players don't really mind that because they're playing free-for-all and, and stuff like that. But, you know, from a competitive aspect, it's it's very difficult and it's very scary and hard to deal with. Uh, MK11 is in a particular interesting situation because they've got variations on top of, you right. know, different characters and stuff. So there's a lot of things that you have to keep track of. And uh, I've always, you know, by the time they got to 44, 45 characters in Ultra Street Fighter 4, I felt like the roster was too big and that, that they should stop adding characters. And I kind of feel that way about 5 right now, outside of the fact that the most recent characters they've added are all so cool <laughs> that I almost kind of want more characters just to replace the less cool characters. But uh, I do think that uh, the roster sizes can be too big in fighting games because it just gets bloated. It's too hard. And at some point, I really do think it does dilute the skill a little bit because mm -hmm. you will just run into characters that you just don't have experience with. You're just going to lose to them because you just never had the chance to lab them. And it, it's not even just a matter of like, oh, then it's your responsibility to lab because you're, it's also your responsibility to find someone who's good with that character to train how to fight them because you're not yeah. going to get that good with the character. And so can you find 44 experts out there or are you going to become a proficient expert in all 44 characters? Impossible, yeah. you know? Yeah. So... That's that's how I stand. So, uh, yeah. Look, I mean, I absolutely agree that there's a limit to how many characters can be, uh, should be in a game, and that varies really drastically. So, I, as you were talking, I looked up how many characters are in these various games, and in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, there are 74 or 76 characters playable, and there will be 86 or 88, which Ooh. is incredible. Uh, because many of those are quite distinct, right? Uh -huh. It's not like they're... Some of them are clones, essentially, but many of them are really different from each other. And in Ultimate Marvel 3, there were... Looks like 48. In MK11, there are 34. 
in Ultra Street Fighter 4, there were 44. In SF5, there are 40. In Killer Instinct, the 2013 one, there were 26 characters. And I feel like that is almost harder than there being 40 characters in Street Fighter V. So it's just really dependent on the game and the complexity of the characters. Um, I didn't know about Brawlhalla having many similarities among characters, but okay, that makes more sense oh. as to how there can be so many. Obviously, for, when games it comes like, to... for games like Marvel versus Capcom, there's like 50-some characters, but it's team-based, right? Team-based. So, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. So you, you have three characters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that Marvel 2 ended up working is like, it doesn't even matter. There's like 10 characters in reality. <laughs> That's true. And Melee has like 10 characters, you know? Uh, but when it comes to other games, like I said, I think that 26 in Killer Instinct with the very high level of complexity that those characters have, that is as hard or harder as learning 40 characters in SF5. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there can be, and 44 in SF4 and stuff, I think that there can be pretty big differences among games in terms of when it becomes too onerous to like really know everything about a game. You know, I asked Keats all long ago, I was like, do you think anybody has really mastered KI? And he's like, I don't know if anybody's actually mastered KI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, 29 is the number? Okay, for, for KI. Even though there are fewer characters than in many other games, there's just such a really high level of complexity to learn everything about them that, you know, good luck doing that. So it really just depends. But I can definitely sometimes get fatigued on characters. When Ultra Street Fighter 4 came out with new characters, I wasn't excited for it. <laughs> I ended up liking Hugo a lot. But yeah, I was. I didn't think that there needed to be anything more. I don't think there needs to be anything more in SF5. I, I'm firm, like I'm taking the affirmative position that I do not want more characters in that game. Okay. Please do not put in any more characters in that game. It's at yeah. a great number. Let's just keep playing this game for the next two years. Like, please, I, that's my ideal for SF5 is like the exact same game, maybe tiny balance changes here and then for like the next several years. I'd be super happy. Third Strike was like 19 characters, I think it was. Was it that many? I think it might have been 17. Because I think it's 676, right? It's either 676 or 565. So it's either 16 or 19 characters. Based off of the, 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 the menu screen. Unless, of course, there was a random select in there. I can't remember. I'm um, looking up the number of characters. I don't know how I never remember this. You know what I mean? Because it's a weird number. That's why. <laughs> but, like, how could you forget how many characters are in a game that you've put in thousands of hours? Because only two? four of them matter. <laughs> Uh, 21. So 19 characters, yes. 19 characters. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. Anyway, and that's for me, that's a fine number. Yeah. So, in conclusion, definitely there can be too many characters in the game, but there's not like an individual hard and fast number to what the maximum is because team ga- team-based games, it makes sense that there'd be more, and uh, characters that don't have quite as much complexity, I think you could have more of them and it wouldn't be so bad. But for games with really high levels of complexity... I don't really need that many. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, more characters is is the biggest benefit of that is that you do give a lot more opportunities for different people to find a character that they like. And that's always a, a, a big benefit. But again, yeah. you know, we're coming from a completely different standpoint. If I was just a casual player, you know, I probably would love a bunch of characters 
and heck, add more to Street Fighter V. But unfortunately, yeah. both of us are under the lens of tournaments and yeah. watching these people trying to win games for $250,000, you know, kind of situation in terms of Street Fighter V. And, you know, just we understand how painful that is. So we definitely come from a little bit of a painted, you know, biased view, probably. Of course, of course. But uh, even... E Guys, some of those older games when they did have too many characters, like it was, it was, it was tough. It was tough, and uh, even something like Melee, I felt like had a ton of characters, and now freaking seventy eight, you said in Ultimate, jeez, I don't even see like now. I feel like you know Ultimate's another one of those games that I've never officially dropped, but like I haven't really played the game since Piranha Plant, and so like oh, yeah. I don't even know how the hell I could even get into that game at all at this point, so. <sighs> yeah, man. Well, all right. Anything else to say about that one? Uh, nope. All right, well, which one of these do you want to answer? Which additional one? So, let's see. Is there a difference between a character having legitimate gameplay options and having flashy, cool stuff to do? If so, which one is better for a newcomer? I could probably talk about that one. Uh, what fighting games are good for kids to learn? That's an interesting one, actually. That that's and that one, by the way, in the actual question, it said except for Smash, uh, because I think the idea that the poster had was that Smash already is good for kids. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, who are the best players, commentators, when it comes to predicting character tiers? Like you said, that one's pointless. Everybody yeah. thinks they're the best. Yeah. <laughs> what are the nuances between the different fighting games? Eh, that one's too complicated to answer, I think. <laughs> How easy should fighting games be for beginners? Uh, thinking of things like Dive Kick and Rising Thunder. You know, that one and the game geared towards kids could kind of fall into the same question a little bit. And okay. if you had a genie that could turn games, bad games fun, which three fighting games? Oof. So for me, I would probably want to go for either the... Uh, how easy should fighting games be for beginners? Or is there a difference between a character having legitimate gameplay options or having flashy and cool stuff to do? Which one is better for a newcomer? Both kind of newcomerish questions. I'll let you be the tiebreaker. Actually, I was going to go for the Game Genie one. You were going to go for the Game Genie one? Yeah. All right, let's do both then. Go for it. Let's right, do the Game Genie one first. Let's do the Game Genie one first. Uh, since okay, sure. you wanted to answer it, what is your answer? If I had a genie that could only turn bad games fun, which three bad fighting games would I wish to be good? Okay, so my two most real answers are FX Fighter and... <laughs> Just so you can enjoy I... the music? Yes, and Fighter's Destiny 2. So, FX Fighter, right, because the soundtrack is already, like, top five ever in fighting games, but the rest of the game is basically awful. What if that game actually had sit gameplay, and so you could just, like, play and enjoy, and it would be awesome, and you get to listen to that amazing soundtrack? That would be really awesome, I think. I'd be really happy about that one. Um, so that would be a good one for me. And then Fighter's Destiny 2, Fighter's Destiny is the series where... The rounds were decided by points. The matches yeah, were decided by points. Yeah, that's say. right. Where if you get a knockdown, I think that was three points. If you get, um, if you kill with like a certain special move, that's a different amount of points. Right. If you if you hit them enough to dizzy them and then do like the ender move, that's more points. <laughs> if you ring out, it's less. 
So I like that idea because it gives such interesting weights to stuff. But the game sucks. The It's really imbalanced. It's, you know, some of the characters are just really boring. They're just, like, uninspired and uninteresting. A couple of them are definitely cool and have some cool ideas. But for the most part, they're just... The only interesting thing about that game is the points. Okay. But I think the points could be done well. And we've never really seen another game do it. So I'd love to see a take on Fighter's Destiny where the characters are balanced and fun and interesting. And on top of that, you have this cool point system. And some characters are, like, better at ringing out so they can get one point at a time. And some characters are better at getting this knockdown thing so they get more points at a time. But they suck at everything else, right? Like, there could be really cool, I think, ways to balance that kind of a game. So I think that would be cool. And then my last pick for game bad games that I could turn fun, uh, that would be, I would say, Street Fighter Three Third Strike. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> if I had a genie and I could just go back in time and make it so that they didn't make Chun-Li too good, right. and they didn't make 12 too weak and Q too weak, if I could just have a genie that would just have made it a balanced game the whole time. Right. That would be what I would want to do. Yeah. Okay, now I already think the game is a blast. Mm-hmm. But it's got problems. There's certainly ways that it's that it's gnarly and bad, 100%. So I would love to get rid of those things. If that's not the same thing as saying that I want to balance the game now, it's too late. It's too, you know, come on. It's 20 years into this thing. The people who still like that game are just cool with it. We're playing it. But what if you could just have gone back in time or have a genie now make it so that this entire time it's actually been well balanced? That would just be so amazing. I do. So. I, I honestly do think you could balance it today and still make it work for the experts out there. I just nobody's tried that yet. Nobody has Nobody gone wants that to play route. It. Nobody has gone I mean, that route so far. But more more importantly, I don't think people are going to play it. Maybe. I don't think there's an audience for that. Maybe. I think I mean some people would, but I think that as far as the top level players, uh, they play third strike. Right. Well, I mean, look, you obviously took it to that serious level. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do that because, you know, I'm trying, I was trying to think of this from like legit bad game, like, like bad, because obviously Third Strike's not a bad game. No, it's not. It's a really good game. Yeah. Like, I mean, if we were talking about like legit bad game that we could turn good, then I would probably choose Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Uh, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I I almost said Stam Show, so. I'm I'm kidding because I would never want that game improved anyway. So um but uh no uh like for me I guess one of the answers might be something like maybe like a rival schools too because you know I've always been kind of interested in the premise of rival schools and rival schools too has a bunch of um you know, infinites, that kind of thing like that. Okay. And so, you know, it's just it's it's not it's it's very kusoge. And I would really like to see that game, uh, a rival schools done right, a rival schools done well, kind of situation. Um, 
God, what the hell else would I want fixed? I mean, you know, in the same vein, it would be awesome to do a, a, a more balanced super turbo, like you said, for third strike, right? So yeah. uh, obviously someone actually tried to do that uh, just recently. There's Legacy, Legacy, I forgot what they called, the Street Fighter, Super Turbo, the Legacy or something like that. And, you know, Born to SPD made a, a balance to it. But again, I feel like it was more than it should have been. Like I, 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 yeah, I, agree. I just don't think that that's the, the, the way it's, which is why I've talked about how I want to see if I could do something similar to what he did and make my own balanced version. Cause I want to see if I could make a more balanced version that would not change a lot and yet still be balanced. It's an interesting experiment. You know what I mean? How much can you retain the heart of the game and keep it balanced? at the same time or is the game at heart just very unbalanced you know that's the that's kind of the experiment that i i would like to check out with um yeah it was it was called new legacy by the way new legacy that's what it was okay and i i thought it was interesting that born to spd i, I looked through the changes he was trying to make the old and new characters both work like he tried to differentiate them rather right. than combining them into just one character mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i think is a, i haven't seen other people do that when we've i mean how long we've we been talking about balancing super turbo right, right? one who forever but typically that's like well let's just like combine just mm -hmm. old sagat is just going to be between new sagat and old right. sagat right like that's but yeah, no, he wanted to actually make them different, which I thought was interesting. But again, I agree with you that there were too many changes involved. Yeah, I mean, the problem with that, obviously, is that it doesn't really serve a purpose, in my opinion, to make both of them work, uh, to be honest. Because it, overall, one's probably just going to end up better than the other, and they're not going to be different enough to really warrant that kind of uh, a change so he did he did make some of them pretty different like old geef doesn't have a whiff spd like they're like some of them are pretty right, different. right right you can do that but then that belies the thing that i was talking about in which i want to make a balanced version that doesn't change the game that much i i absolutely agree you know what that. i mean by that's what i mean to make the old characters unique enough to be playable you are changing the game drastically because now yeah. you're adding another 12 characters to the game because let's face it outside of four old characters the rest of them were pretty irrelevant right so yeah. four or five characters so you're you're tr drastically changing the game and i don't I like you said for third strike for super turbo for mvc2 that's not what the fans of the game are going to want you know what i nope. mean that's not what they're going to want necessarily so um so uh, what other games would I want? So I said Rival Schools. I guess I'll just say Super Turbo in the same way that you said that. Uh, um, uh, maybe just in terms of production value, MVCI. You know? uh, oh, wow. What if MVCI looked and sounded good? Yeah. Yeah, what if it looked and... Like, I was just watching some footage of it again yesterday. Uh, I was watching Ertola stream, and uh, mm -hmm. dude, even the push block sound effect sounds gross. Like, yeah. it's just like... Like very cheap, right? Right, yeah. So like, if that game looked sounded and you know the faces were good and the sound effects, the music was good and all that stuff like that, yeah. like I don't even know if I would change a lot of the gameplay. I, I mean, no, the gameplay is good. It's a fun game. You would probably change some of the things, but you know, one, it's sure, it's yeah, hard a little to balance, see. whatever. It's hard to see what's going on. 
and the game is just ugly. So that's probably my last uh, answer on that one. Okay. It's just fixing that game. So <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, I guess for my viewer choice question here, uh, I'll pick the, the, the... Is there a difference between a character having legitimate gameplay options and having flashy, cool stuff to do? Which one is better for beginners? So okay. let's see. Uh, I don't even know how I'm going to abbreviate this one. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Jay Chenzor. Uh, flashy versus quote legit for newcomers. There we go. Uh, <laughs> that is a terrible way to summarize that question. Um, so is there a difference between a character having legitimate gameplay options and having flashy, cool stuff to do? Uh, characters definitely lean in all sorts of different directions, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, uh, a character like Ryu in Super Turbo is not going to be flashy, right? He's, he's okay. not a cra crazy flashy character. In fact, his super combo, he shoots a super fireball, you know, whereas Fei Long pummels you five times, and, it, you know, back... When super combos were a new thing, that was super cool. Like when you saw Fei Long do that, you're like, oh my god, six Zangief, bam, bam, in the spinning pile. Driver. This is super cool, right? So right. obviously there's a big difference between flashy and uh, legitimate game options. I, I think uh, that kind of exists right now a little bit too. If you want to expand the meaning of that to flashy being like having... Uh, like, for example, I say in Street Fighter V, there are some characters with kind of auto mix-ups, right? Like, Laura kind of has an auto mix-up. Uh, if she gets certain certain situations, you just got to guess, right? And that's just, that's just the end of it. Whereas characters like Sagat and I think Lucia don't really have good ways to put you in really terrible guessing situations. And so they're going to be a little bit more fundamental-based and stuff. And... Uh, uh, I really do think the flashy characters are by far better for newcomers because mm. having Falcon Punch, having Luigi uh, clean uppercut hit is so important for newcomers. And this kind of goes back to the how easy should fighting games be for beginners. Thinking of okay. games like Dive Kick and Rising Thunder, people have to stop thinking of things in terms of making games easier they have to start thinking in terms of making games more fun. I just retweeted a quote from the Katamari Damashi developer, and he basically said, you can make a game as stupid as you want. As long as it's fun, it's a great game, right? Okay. There's this one game, I can't even remember what it's called, but it's just like you have characters that can like grab walls and grab each other, and you try to grapple each other off elevators and off trucks and stuff like that, or down meat grinders and stuff like that. Um, they're like someone just tweeted out a clip that said, um, "Hey, uh, like this game shouldn't be as fun as it should." Gang beasts. That's the exact one. Yes, this game should not be as fun as as it is. And it was just people playing it online and they were just talking smack to each other and stupid stuff was happening. The gameplay <laughs> looks completely like janky or whatever like that, but it's just like, it's entertaining enough. And that's where Smash Brothers falls into a lot of the times. The reason why it's so popular is because it's just fun to do things. If I hit you with Jigglypuff Sleep, like I've, I've been saying for the past few weeks, 
you're going to talk about that for a long time if you're not good at fighting games, you know? Hungry Box and Melee can combo that off of a down throw. But, like, when you're not good and then you hit someone with it and you know that if you miss, you die, like, right. you hit someone with it and you're just like, yeah! So it's all that's why flashy characters are better for beginners because flashy kind of implies fun kind of implies when you land something you feel good about yourself stop making games easy make games fun <laughs> make games fun and as much as i like street fighter 5 i like street fighter 5 more than 4 i really enjoy 5 right now there is nothing inherently fun about 5. <laughs> I, I really, truly believe that about the game. I think at a base level, the game doesn't provide you with enough flashy fun in the game. And I think that's what makes it hard for a lot of people to pick up why a lot of people are so down on the game because it doesn't feel, and, and they've improved it a lot in season 5. The tire, the tire, for example. Abigail tire is just is yeah. a joy to mess with, you know, and stuff like that. So that's my my thought on this. It's flashy stuff is better than be, better for beginners. Same thing about how easy should fighting games be for beginners. Doesn't matter how easy it is. As long as you see something that you want to do. Uh, Majin Obama retweeted a clip of a girl trying to learn uh, Guilty Gear. She was playing, yeah, I, funny, think was, I think was that? I think her name was Bunny or uh, her screen name. Yeah, and she was playing the Guilty Gear beta. And she was trying Mei and saw one of the moves summoned a dolphin. And she was like, that's cool. I want to summon a dolphin. That's neat. And that will get her motivated enough to learn how to do a sonic boom just to get a dolphin out and be able to do something with it. You know, so that's that's all it is. You just, we got to go back to making things fun. And that is the goal that we have to concentrate on fighting games, so... That was a great video. Yeah, it was. If people haven't watched that, I really, really recommend Majin Obama's video on YouTube where he watches her learn to play Guilty Gear. And she, like, almost instantly figures out how number notation works. And she learns that, right? Like, it's... Yeah. It was it was very good. It was very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, I highly disagree that SF5 is not inherently fun. But otherwise, I totally agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Game's got to be fun, man. That's what's more important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Anything and, else and to say it, about... Uh, it, it is tough because, too, like a lot of the older games that we got into, they're not flashy anymore compared to what we know. Yeah. So, you know, a game like Third Strike or Street Fighter 2 are not going to feel as cool because they were limited with what they could do with all yeah. the supers and everything mm-hmm. like that. So They definitely felt cool at the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean... Super cool at the time. But, and, yeah, now in retrospect... And obviously, having grown up with those games, like I said, Stan Lightkick into SPD is still like the greatest feeling in the world in Super Turbo because I know how hard it is, but it's just not flashy because everybody SPDs in every game now, so it's like, whatever. (laughs) It doesn't even matter. But having said that, what's cool about that is even though Hungrybox can combo a sleep like nothing in Melee... For casual audiences, when they see that, it'll always be hype because they right. understand that move and how hard it's always been. And so Smash, again, like I said, I've wanted to do a talk on this. One of the best psychological fighting games 
out there in terms of making things inherently fun. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's yes, move on. pairing in Third Strike is absolutely one of the most satisfying things to do. I've often told the story that I, I can't get, I couldn't get a lot of my friends to play fighting games, but they all wanted to play Street Fighter Three, because all they ever did mm. was just try to parry things. You know, they would do the thing where they go in the arcade and they would make Necro do electricity and they would just want to parry it forever, you know? Like, parries, I've always said, like, I've always talked about how I don't like it as a mechanic, but everything else about parry is brilliant, is genius. It's one of the greatest mechanics for emotion in fighting games, as evidenced by Daigo Parry. It is, Mm -hmm. like, like, like... Not like everything outside of gameplay. I think parry is like one of the most flawless mechanics in the game. If you added a little delay to third strike, you know that if you parry like Gil in Street Fighter V, then I think parry is the perfect mechanic. Then I think parry is just fantastic. My only gripe about parry is the option selectability and the fact that you can't punish it if you know they're going to do it. That's all. So. And yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Okay. Sorry. Let's talk about some game news. There's not a lot. Okay. Skullgirls added a Wi-Fi indicator, which basically is a jitter indicator. So now, when you're getting matched up against somebody in Skullgirls, you can see what their jitter is, as well as their ping. And you can judge based on that whether you'd like to play them in the video game or not. So mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> the on blast indicator. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, dude, someone just put out a tweet. Oh god, I retweeted it earlier. Let me see if I can find this tweet. I love this tweet. Uh, let me see. Uh, Correct. The answer is no. You would not like to play them in the video game. Play what in the whole? Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, gotcha. If uh, somebody's jitter is too high, no thanks. Yeah. Gosh, I cannot. F- I thought I retweeted this. Maybe I didn't retweet it. Pretty what? sure I did. It was the tweet where basically said like you know roll like delay based netcode. You can play the person in your neighborhood. Uh, rollback netcode. You can play someone across the country. Uh, Skullgirls crazy improved uber mega rollback netcode. You can play other people on the same planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy how... Oh, yeah, here it is. Novel Tataki said, delay-based netcode. You can play with people who live in the same city. Rollback netcode. You can play with people who live on the same continent. Skullgirls brand new super GGPO. You can play with people who live on the same planet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's wild. I mean, the fact that it was always the paragon of the best netcode, and now Mike Z's improved it, is yeah. Shout out to Mike. Is absolutely wild. I mean, talk about uh, talk about caring. You uh, know, yeah, there's that's one thing that Mike definitely does. Talk about caring. No and, doubt about that one. And like he said, he's doing it because he wants everybody else to do it. <laughs> he mm-hmm. wants people to enjoy the game that he wants people to enjoy. So, like, honestly, like, it's like, you can't say enough. You can't say enough about how cool that is, dude. Oh, man. Agreed. Very yeah. cool. 
So in out. Dragon Ball Fighters. Hey, guess who they announced, James? There's a trailer. Uh, let me guess. It's Goku. Correct. <laughs> uh, Ultra Instinct Goku is coming out on May 22nd. I think he actually looks pretty cool, though. I don't know if you saw the trailer, but he just has like a kind of like lackadaisical graphical style where yeah. he's just like putting his arm up and it does like 10 hits, right? Like it's that uh -huh, kind of uh -huh. just like... Like, yeah, I, oh, I don't even need to be. It's, it's just no big deal at all, and he's beating you. It's like That's he, cool like, looking. phases through things and just ends up yeah. hitting you. Like, everything's a counter, but... You know, the question is, that's obviously a trailer, and they can make things look yeah. how they want to. I'm really curious to see how he's actually going to play in combat. Because if he ends up yep. kind of being different and more counter-oriented, I think that would be super sick and, and really, really cool. You know what's actually really funny? You know, ever since that you started driving through the COVID freeways, you know, every time you end up on the show, you have this, like, kind of green glow around you. But yeah. Chun-Li right behind you has the same green glow. So you were just doing it to match her this whole time, right? Well, this side of the room, that's not actually a green poster right there. That's a white poster. And there's just a weird light on the side of the room that's a little bit green. That's all. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Uh, hey, in community news, let's move on to that. Because like I said, there's just not a ton of game stuff going on in terms of new things. Community stuff. Defend the North was canceled. It was originally scheduled for July 17th to 19th of this year. But like everything else, they are moving on. And it will be back July 16th to 18th of 2021. Makes sense. Makes sense. And Soul Calibur 6 has some news. The Bud Light Beer League is announced, huh? Yeah, this was the same thing that they were doing uh, with Tekken a while ago. They just had this for Tekken. And now they're actually doing this for Soul Calibur now. So I think that's actually super cool. Uh, Bud Light and Twitch are teaming up. There's going to be $15,000 in total prize money. So uh, I think that's actually pretty cool. I'm excited for this anyways. Definitely. Yeah. Are there any other details about it? Uh, if you go to their Smash GG page, uh, it's starting this weekend with the Western oh. Qualifiers on May 15th. May 29th, June 12th, June 26th, and July 3rd. The finals will be on July 10th. Then the East Coast qualifiers will be on uh, May 22nd, June 9th, uh, June 19th. I'm, I'm sorry, June 5th, June 19th, June 26th, July 3rd, and the finals also on July 10th. So the whole huh. thing's going to be online, obviously. So, um, you know, you can see that there's only certain states that you can compete from on which ones yep. are from the West Coast and East Coast and such. So, um, And is it free to enter? Uh, I'm trying to see right now here uh, if there is any sort of uh, pricing on here. Let's see. I don't see the pricing on here. Okay. Uh, Sign-ups close one hour before tournament. Main tournaments. Blah, blah, blah. I, I don't think it... It might not be, actually. Okay. It might... I'm sorry. It might not have any costs, I should say. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, good yeah. answer. Okay, okay. I'll find out more information. I'll find out more information. Okay. But uh, Tenno is going to be producing that, so it should be really cool. Sweet. So, uh, list of rules... And it's on be, PC. That's cool. List of rules can be found here. So I have this rules over here. 
certain definitions. Let's see, tournament format, schedules, general eligibility, registration information. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything about uh, a cost, so I think it might just be free to enter. So okay, okay, sounds good. All right, so that starts again when? Oh, this weekend you said. Yes, this weekend the West Coast one starts this weekend. So there you go. What do you think about Bud Light being involved? Is that cool? Uh, I mean, I guess I don't really have too huge of a problem with it. Um. I know some people do, obviously, alcohol kind of related thing, not good for kids, obviously, lots of problems and everything, but um, I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll just have to see how it plays out, to be honest with mm. you. So I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah, it doesn't bug me. Uh, this has never really been a big deal for me. Yeah. Not the first time that there's been, that Bud Light's done something. Uh, mm. I just think it's like, nobody likes Bud Light, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to Bud Light has to be really aggressive about advertising because nobody like likes it so instead it just needs to be in your brain it needs to be in your brain it's or funny, else you just as, won't even think about buying it as a person who doesn't drink beer I hear about Bud Light a lot you know yeah. you hear about it a lot Yeah. is it just like the cheapest beer out there or something or? no there's cheaper stuff there's worse stuff by the way it's just it's just tasteless. It's just very, it's very watery, and it's just kind of, it's like sparkling water, but there's a weird beer taste. It's not even a good beer taste. Anyway, it's not my favorite. Uh, I really like Budweiser. I'm actually, I like Budweiser, okay. not ironically. Okay. But Bud Light, there's a reason why Bud Light does all this advertising and Budweiser doesn't do quite as much because they really got to try their hardest to sell Bud Light. <laughs> You're, you're making it sound like the Chinese restaurant theory, right? The, the ones with the worst service have the best food because they don't have to worry about the service. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, man. There you go. Okay. What else do we got? Okay. And then Capcom had a financial review, as comes up once a quarter, I believe. And in that, they talked about some of their plans. They talked about the importance of esports, of course, something that we addressed not long ago when the same kind of thing happened. They talk about how important esports is to them. They want to expand in it, yada yada, that makes sense. Uh, it also says that Capcom plans to found the Esports Academy, which is a tentative name, but Esports Academy, for training professional players as well as to establish regional teams and leagues for female players. So, training professional players. I, I mean, all of those things, that's so much more hands-on in the community than anything they've done before. All they've done previously is kind of put a Capcom Cup on top of existing tournaments, right? right? And so they've really just been piggybacking for the most part. This sounds like a much more active take hmm. in the scene. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I've always said that I want that I like that the FGC is more driven by the grassroots rather mm -hmm. than being like sort of a top-down view of esports. It's more of a bottom-up. And I like that for many reasons. It's what I'm comfortable with. It's, I think, the best way to have um, uh, real growth rather than have some ex you know explosive growth and then everything mm -hmm. tumbles down. And, you know, I like that the people who are winning, sort of getting the most... Uh, uh, 
benefit in that instance are the people who have been involved with the community for a long time, right? Right. So there's a bunch of reasons why I like that. That said, if they do a good job of this, then I think that would be cool. I'm not against them being involved. I just, I would really rather, much, much rather, have community-run stuff. Because this kind of thing, semi-exists. You know, there are players out there who teach lessons. There are... People have tried to establish teams and leagues in the past. There are weekly streams. There's, um, you know, there's been things like Valkyries and, and Exo Academy uh, to help, uh, you know, women in the scene. I would really rather that those community projects be given more money rather than like Capcom to start its own thing. <clears throat> right. I don't okay. Know. We'll see. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Or maybe just hire all those people to do those things, <laughs> you know? And the thing is that I don't want them to have ownership of yeah, it. Yeah, that's uh, true, that's true, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, what if, this is obviously unlikely, but what if Capcom next year is like, well, this whole Street Fighter thing didn't work out. We're just going to dump it. Right, yeah, of course. I mean, Probably that's, not, that's... but maybe, and I don't want to take that risk. That's the concern that we've always had, you know, with like MLG trying to take over FTC yeah. and stuff like that, so... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm all, uh, like you said, it just really depends on how they handle it. Really depends on how they handle it. High Fight reminds us that, you know, Capcom Japan had the Beginner League last year in Mm -hmm. Japan, and uh, I don't think anybody really had any issues with it or anything like that, so, as long as... It's quite a different scene there, but that's true. Yeah, again, I was just about to say, because Japan is very different, right? Yeah. And uh, so it just really depends on how well they play with the community and, 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 and you know, if it is very community-driven and community-focused. You know, Street Fighter League was something that we were very concerned about, but after it came out and the way it turned out, it felt very organic. It felt like uh, yeah, a, lot of, good. Yeah, a lot of the players in there got to be themselves. Like, I loved seeing Duel Kevin and yeah. Rob TV bark at each other and stuff like yeah. that, you know. And, and, and you know, uh, oh God, who was it? A toy who did the roll, the Dan roll and stuff like that, you know. Like, all that stuff was really cool. I was glad that the, the players got to be themselves and everything. So, you know, if they can do it that way, then let's go for it. Let's Let's see how it works, so... Alright. And I think that's Well, I mean it. in particular, what about the, the women's league? A lot of people are talking about that, upset about that, you know, because they feel like it's the segregation thing. It's the exact same argument that came up when Evo tried to do the uh women's Street Fighter tournament for Street Fighter Four back in twenty ten, twenty eleven or whatever like that. Yeah. You know, a lot of people got really mad at that. Uh, because they considered it like segregation, like admitting that women aren't as strong, you know, uh, whereas, you know, I honestly feel like, you know, they're trying just to make it so that there's a a safer, more comfortable space for, you know, women to come and compete. Yeah. you know, uh, obviously, I, I saw some of the women express that, you know, they they would prefer it if it was if women's only events were community driven things. Because, yeah, yeah, you know, course. but unfortunately, you know, other 
women in the FGC were saying that the problem with that is that the, it's just not financially feasible. Like EXO Academy right now is taking a break because uh, obviously I think COVID is kind of messing them up and they can't fly anyone anywhere anyway and stuff. So, you know, there's just a lot of things going on. It's, 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 a, it's not easy to do those kind of things, you know. So uh, what is the right answer to, to have in this kind of situation? Yeah, like with the previous conversation about women being upset about the tweets, you know, I'm going to take my cues from the women who are the people who would be involved in that. And mm -hmm. most of the ones that I've read have not been cool with it, especially from the perspective of the developer running that rather than the community continuing to do mm -hmm. its own good things. Um, those, the, the community-centric, community-developed, uh, programs for women have largely not been about having their own competitions rather than or rather having you know helping women become better players and commentators and mm -hmm. so forth and also having a space for themselves to hang out amongst themselves which, which i can definitely imagine is important but then the tournaments are still you know they can still enter the main tournament of course uh, smash sisters, I don't know, that, that's what makes sense to me smash sisters has a lot of women only uh tournaments so they they've done it before um okay if i'm not mistaken yeah that's fine yeah i mean it's not something that uh that i would say anything against like i said mm -hmm. if the people involved in that i feel more comfortable doing it that way totally cool with me i mean it's really interesting to me because you know uh combo queens one of the leaders of combo queens obviously is carolyn and she's part of Capcom. I wonder if part of this is actually might be her idea. Again, I don't know. I have no idea. Or if she's spoken up against it. You know, I'd be curious to see, you know, how that all played out from that standpoint. You know, I mean. I don't know. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Okay. Well. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, um, people are asking us what we think about Alex Valle saying that competition was harder back in the day. Or that, that games were harder slash that competition was harder. It's not super clear to me which one he's, he thinks, but uh, at least that games are easier now. Where does he say that? Uh, in a tweet. Oh, okay. On Twitter. I, I haven't seen this yet. Did, are people linking this in the chat, or...? Yeah, it was up there. Oh, okay, okay. I just missed it. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's whatever. I, it's not something that I agree with. But that's fine. Uh... I just... I, I, think it, I think my primary reaction to this is that it's very funny to have grown up along with somebody else. I mean, Alex was around before me. I didn't know him until probably the mid 2000s, but it's it's very it's very interesting to have had the experience of being a young person and meeting other people who you were also who also were young people, even if they were a little older than you, but young people nevertheless. And then hanging out with them over the years and 15 years later, now they're having the opinion that every single generation in the entire world has always had which was that things were harder and more worthwhile in their time rather than today. And maybe sometimes that's true. I, and, you know, I'm, I don't know. Maybe sometimes that's right. But I feel like it should give you pause 
that every single generation, everywhere, always, has always said, this next generation of kids has it too, has it easier, things are easier nowadays. That's not, that's not, the funky thing is, that's not even like a modern thing where we're like, we're so used to mm. progress, you know, and things are changing so much in modern times that maybe yeah, that's true in a sense. There's literally ancient Greek texts about this. I forget if it's Plato or Aristotle, but in one of those, they actually are talking about how kids have it so easy nowadays. In ancient Greece, 2,500 <laughs> years ago, in a completely different context. Yeah, my brother, so, my brother. Just actually... like, think about that when you say something is easier nowadays. Maybe you're right, but also, maybe you're falling into the same trap that everybody always has always fallen into. Right. The um, It's funny because my brother, uh, like I said, cinephile, sees movies very differently than a lot of people. Uh, that's kind of the message that he got out of No Country for Old Men. I don't know if you've seen that movie. No, I never did. Oh, okay. Because that movie's just fucked up from beginning to end. It's just like crazy shit happening. And then at the very end, you know, the old character, Tommy Lee Jones, is talking about how messed up it is. And he ends up talking to some older dude who relates a story about something just as messed up that happened to him when he was younger and stuff. And it's just like... You always want to think that when you get older that things are worse now than they are, but the truth really is that everything's just messed up forever. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, again, there's there certainly are some ways in which now in modern times when we have such fast progress, it is true in some ways that the next generation has it easier. That's that's right in some in some respects, in material respects at least. Mm -hmm. But also People have thought that always anyway. Yeah. It's I mean, never not been true. The, so. the, the examples out there are, for example, uh, you've talked about this before, but back in the 20s or whatever like that, before laundry machines were invented, everyone stunk, right? Like, just like the world stunk. Nobody showered. Nobody bathed when there was like all these situations and like, you know, they couldn't clean their clothes. That's why perfume was so important back then and everything like that. Yeah. I mean, they, I don't know. Yeah, anyway, sure. Well, maybe before the 20s, earlier than that, right? I mean, A little was, bit earlier. But, you know, once the washing machine and all these things got invented, it made life easier in one way, but then now you have to, now people wash their clothes more often, they do all this stuff, and so it's like easier in one way, but it's harder in other ways. And so, like, no matter how it goes, things get harder, you know what I mean? It's just, as every time things get easier, they get harder in a weird way, so... Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I don't agree with Alex that games are easier now. Um, I don't, I don't agree that competition's easier. I, I think mean, it's 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 without doubt that learning is easier. That's like very obvious. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I don't I don't necessarily agree. I I still... I just think my my primary response is like. Be aware that you may also be falling into the trap that everybody has always right. fallen into. I mean, my statement as an old man is that I still think Street Fighter Five is the hardest Street Fighter of all time. Dang, okay. <laughs> right? So <laughs> I think that's the hardest Street Fighter out of every single one of them. There um, you go. <clears throat> having all said right. that, though, I just made Ultra Platinum. So... Hey, I did okay, not run go, James. So I was 300 points away from getting to Ultra Platinum on Friday night. I was like, all right, I'll probably hit Ultra Platinum today. I played, I ran into nine camis after having <laughs> okay. like never run into camis before. And every Lucia player says that camis like one of her worst matches. 
Like, that fight uh, sucks. Lucia versus okay. Cammy is awful, awful. And I ran into nine Cammies, like, between okay. four players. I just kept running into Cammy. So I ended the night thir- 300 points away from getting into Ultra Plat, exactly where I started. So I was like, all right, if I didn't run into these Cammies, I probably would be in Ultra Platinum now. So last night, I played again. In five games, I got to Ultra Platinum. The weirdest part about it is I can never go better than two and one. I'm two and one against everybody. I can never two oh anybody. Okay. Two and one, two and one, two and two and one. I got into ultra platinum. As soon as I got into ultra platinum, I only played diamond players from okay. that point forward. I eight owed the next four people that I fought, lost one games, and then four two owed that guy and then two owed the next guy. So uh I'm actually pretty far in uh ultra nice. platinum right now and Again, I stand by the whole concept that there are definitely people like me who can fight better players better than I can fight crazy players. And again, very common. that is not a, uh, a brag. That is not a I'm okay with it. It sucks. <laughs> I don't want to not be able to fight crazy players, but it was weird because all my reads on the diamond players were largely more accurate than my reads on everybody else in platinum but like some people were saying like i did freaking slide into ex uppercut with lucia and some people were like you were the crazy player and all those diamond players are yelling about you now (laughs) and i was like it's probably true (laughs) it's really common for people to think that it's easy for them to play against Stronger mm-hmm. players. It's very yeah. common. I mean, it's it, it's always been its own skill to learn how to scrub bust. Yeah, it's always been its own thing. And a lot of people do say, you know, that it's not true. It's just when you lose the better players, you feel like you know what you're doing. But I was beating everybody. Like I said, I can't two o anybody in platinum, and then I two yeah. o'd five people out of six. You know, it was, and I didn't lose a single set after that point that I got into diamond, and it was pretty crazy. So. When it comes to really, really strong players, the absolute best players, like Punk would, would ADO me for sure. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but, they, but, they... But, but when it comes to people who are not like the, the best in the world, but people who are like are threats to make top eight and stuff, at that level, I do think it's true that you can feel like you're doing better. Even if you're not actually right, winning. yeah, and 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 the reason why right, there's like these different levels. The reason why players like Punk and Knuckle do and and those guys and even Daigo because Daigo has literally talked about this do so well is because they have they have added the crazy into their gameplay as part of their gameplay, and so that weakness that you would have not being able to fight platinum players, they'd be able to do intentionally in more intelligent situations to you more often. So even though I feel like I play against better players, all those guys would destroy me because they would know how to hit me with the stuff that I wouldn't be expecting because I, again, it's the more logical you play, I can play against you well, but the the best in fighting games are the players that can move beyond that logic yeah. And start throwing the illogical in there as well. So, Alrighty. Well, all that you missed, Paco Stevens, is that we said that um, the MK pricing is way too high. None of us is going to buy it. And in addition to that, uh, we think that Robocop's going to be a terrible disgrace to the name of the movie. That's all. <laughs> Dang. Have a good night, buddy. Dang. Just like that? <laughs> <laughs> Man.
man. Uh, last thing that I do want to say, I tried Obviously to do. Obviously not. Come on. I, I tried yeah. to do this on Sunday. Uh, I woke up like at 7 p.m. on Sunday, I think it was. I've been having terrible insomnia. Uh, yesterday I got to bed at 6 a.m. Uh, the day before I got to bed at 8 a.m. Uh, the day before I got to bed at 10 a.m. The day before I got to bed at noon. So it feels like I'm going in the right direction here. <laughs> uh, okay. But uh, what I'm going to try to do tomorrow... Uh, on stream, if I can wake up in time, if I can fall asleep and wake up in time, is I will try to run a test beginner tournament here on the Ultra cool. Gen TV channel. Uh, so I'll need eight volunteers to register for the tournament. Once I start the stream, I'll give you guys the link. And then uh, I just want to set up a room, practice, see if I can make it work, set everything up on smash.gg and stuff like that, and just test it out. So I'll be doing that tomorrow, testing all of my overlays and everything to see how well Sweet. they work. Uh, so again, uh, the limit, I'll probably leave it to gold, not ultra gold, gold or lower, uh, and uh, just have it be that way. Because I want to have some players be clearly better than you know everyone else, but not like I'm platinum and I'm blowing you all okay. up kind of things. I want to give even the beginners something to kind of shoot for to build rivals and stuff like that. So, and uh, you know, I honestly think ultra silver and gold kind of shuffle around a lot enough that it's okay to, to, to blend that a little bit. So we'll probably do gold and lower. And then, uh, like I said, tomorrow I'm capping it at eight people. It'll probably take three hours to run a whole eight man bracket, probably four hours just because I'm new to it and it's gonna be all messy. Uh, and I don't know how to use smash.gg because it is way more complicated than it should be. But uh, I will definitely go for that, so. Alrighty, yes, and Paco, we talked about the trailer in the morning. We're definitely looking forward to that. James will watch that before he goes to sleep. All right, dude, <laughs> time to wrap up. Yep. Uh, thank right, you, Pugas81, for the gift sub to Outcast XO. And thank you to Mondo Fabulous for the subscription as well earlier. Yep. And Giant Cattail. Aww. Yep. Aww. I'll try to drive safely on my way home from James's apartment. Yeah. Where just I make sure Ajax totally doesn't am. go crazy in the uh, in the car. Okay. Just no, no, he's a that. very good kitty in the car. Yeah, he's a good kitty. Here. All right. Hold, oh, there we go. oh, there we go. Ooh. Oh, cute kitty. Look at this. Look at the. Look at the kitty. No reaction to the scratches either. Look at. No, oh, he's, he's licking he's my hand now. He's completely tranquil. He's licking my hand now. Oh, thank he's you. He's completely tranquil. Thank you. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Time to bird you guys out, and we will see you guys next time. My Ajax. Not yours. My Ajax. <laughs> It's okay, I've got mine. I've got mine over here, so How I just don't want to pick up Jasmine right now because she's going to get mad. <laughs> God, look at him. He looks so happy. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.